Circle K is America's thirst stop. And yours. Stay cool this summer with ice-cold favorites like Froster, Polar Pop Cup, iced coffee, and more. When life's go, 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 make us your first stop. Circle K, America's thirst stop. Good morning and welcome to the Nimic Chevrolet Outdoor Show. I'm Captain Kevin Favor, sitting in for Captain Scott Shank, uh, Jeff Longman, <laughs> <laughs> Captain Kirk Waltz. <laughs> that is kind of fun. Uh, Chris Uh-oh. Wayne bringing it to you. God hey, bless man. you, man. Congratulations to him God because him. I don't know how much you listen to, to Scott. Oh, why? For handling the show last week, man, by himself. I mean, come on. <laughs> Hey, wait a minute, he wasn't no, no, quite no, 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 Okay, uh, for crying you guys out did a, loud. You guys did a great job. Yeah. They did. I, li- oh, I listened to all three hours because we were... Was, listen- it, was it painful? On, on the beach. No, it was really good, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Top Gun <laughs> had a good the, joke. Thanks okay. for the vote of confidence yeah, there, Jeff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, no, 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 we did good. We did good. We made all the sponsors happy. I was happy. Yes, yes. Yeah. I, I actually got some, uh, some comments from sponsors saying Uh-oh. what a great job they did. Okay, see, good. That's, see? That's, that's important. So Come on, we got we got to line y'all's pockets. Here's the funny thing, right? Is that the the Scott had a problem saying Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. Oh, he, he God said bless Nimnik it. Chevrolet GMC. He uh, something. So yeah. he so he sends me this text, and he goes, you know, like the worst thing that I think that I did is <laughs> is that I couldn't uh, say Nimnik, and he spelled Nimnik like N-I-M-N-N-C-T. And I'm well, like, dude, yeah. you can't pronounce it, and you can't even spell it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it, it was a challenge. Yeah, it was yeah. a challenge. It was, uh, uh, let me see, it was uh, GMC Chevy Nimnik <laughs> right. Outdoor Show at one point. Poor Scott. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all right. That's yeah. all right. We coached him I've up a little that. bit. By the end of the show, he was cooking. He was cooking, yeah. Hey, and, look, and, I've and, stepped on my tongue many times. Oh, are you kidding me? I think yeah. we all have. Yeah. Plan and, on and, doing and, it a little bit more, I hope. Then, yeah, me That's too. Right. And then, yeah, we uh, got three hours today. And Brian, Brian Dufek <laughs> came in, which was yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. With Shimano. So. Yeah, he's good, man. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Knows his stuff, yeah. for sure. In fact, uh, his name came up. We were when we were down in Southwest Florida. We were at some of the uh, the Ace Hardware stores down there. Tara went by to visit some of these Sunrise Ace Hardware stores. Right. You know, with Hagen Ace Hardware and Hagen Coastal Outfitters, they kind of do some of the same things. You know, they, so yeah, they, they don't actually have a lot of tackle shops that I noticed down there. Well, they 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 have them in these Sunrise Ace Hardware stores. Yeah, and Ace in the hardware stores. Okay. Right? And I mean, just like Hagen Coastal Outfitters, I mean, nice. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was talking to one of the guys who's the uh, the marketing guy that, that Tara was kind of talking with and I brought up Brian's name because yeah I know Brian yeah we you know we oh, obviously cool. we buy and and so I was like all right small world you yeah. know and then another perfect example of it being a small world Kevin you haven't heard the story and Chris hadn't heard the story that's yeah, weird yeah, I mean talk about it being a small world we we go down to Sanibel and well after the Sanibel which is a family trip mm-hmm. on Tara's, Tara's you know family side and uh, and it was a great time. After that, we went to Matt Lachey. I, have you ever heard of Matt Lachey? No, never heard of it. I've never heard of Matt Lachey either. 
It's if you were to look at it on a map, it's spelled Matlacha, M A T L A C H A, and it is literally between Sanibel and Cape Coral, so the mainland. So it's like okay, if you were looking on a map and you're looking at Sanibel Captiva off the coast, yeah. and you're going inland, then you got Pine Island. Mm-hmm. And then you got another island that's unnamed, or I mean, maybe it has a name, but I just don't know what it is. And then there's yeah. another little island that's called Matlache, and it's an old fishing village. So we we stay there. So anyway, had a great time. There's a guy next door. There's people staying next door, and I figured they owned it. You know, mm-hmm. we saw a kid coming out with baseball uniform on. They're going to play baseball. They live there, and they looked like they had some people that were in town visiting, had out of state plate. Right. And so anyway, I got. Struck up a conversation with a guy and, you know, started talking to him and and was talking to him. He's like, yeah, 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 we're from Charleston. And I was like, okay. And so I didn't say it at the time, but I was like, Kirk's from Charleston. Okay. So uh, so anyway, I, I didn't say anything to him at the time about Kirk. Right. And on my when I, I was on the way back, I, I called Kirk, you know, was kind of shooting breeze with him and start talking to Kirk. And when I was talking to Kirk, I was like, hey, do you go, uh, happen to know a guy by the name of so-and-so? Burbage. <laughs> What's his name again? Wally Burbage. Yep. Okay? Wally Burbage. Walter. And Kirk says, um, I know Wally. I know, the, I know the Burbage family. Right. So. <laughs> so I was like, really? And he goes, yeah. And I said, I went to high school with him. No kidding. I said he went to Middleton High School. I said I was quite a few years, but I went to wow. high school with his family. Yeah. Wow. And and I said, yeah, he went to Middleton. I graduated way before he did. I think he was a wrestler. Yeah. The, the funny thing football. is when when I started talking to him and uh, and I, I sent him this text that said, hey, I said, do you happen to know a Kirk Waltz since you're from Charleston? Because when when I was talking to him, we were talking fishing. Sure. I mean, they they had two flats boats. In fact, some of his family's from uh, Fleming Island. Wow, that were there. And so, so anyway, we were talking about the fishing stuff, and and he was asking me how the day went because we went fishing that day, and I said it was great. We had with some snook, caught a small tarpon, and he's where's the tarpon at? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. You know, he's you could tell, man, he was tuned in. He's a fly fisherman, loves to catch tarpon. That's his thing. And I was like, dude, we were covered up in them. And so anyway. So I sent this text to him after I talked to Kirk, and I said, uh, you happen to know a Kirk Waltz? What high school did you go to, Wally? He says, I don't believe I know him. He goes, but I went to Middle- Middleton High, and I played with uh, Lawrence Shell, which is Art Shell's brother. Art Shell, the Hall of Fame You're kidding. player, wow. Hall of Fame uh, the coach. Yeah, the coach Art Shell, right? Raiders, yeah. So uh, I said to said to Wally, I said, "Well, Kirk is a co-host with the, the outdoor show we have. He's from Charleston, and Kirk said this to sent this to me, and I forwarded this to Wally. I said Kirk played with Benny Shell, which was another one of Art's brothers, wow. right? And Kirk graduated in '73, and this guy Wally Burbage that we met next door graduated from the same high school in '84. Yeah, how small of a world oh, is crazy. that? Yeah." That is crazy. Yeah, That's that an awesome weird. story. That yeah, was pretty cool. weird. Hey, yeah. how was how was Elsa? Um, wet. I'll g- I'll were give you in you Tampa a... still? Yeah, you, we were, okay. Yeah, we wet, came yeah. back up through Tampa on the way back. And right. We just stayed the night in Orlando because of the rain, and it was wet. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you this. Not much to it. It kind of fizzled out. I got I got 
couple stories okay. for Elsa. The the first one I'll tell you is that the conditions that we were in, it was it arrived on a Tuesday. Yep. And on Tuesday, Tuesday evening, it was the brunt. Run it was blowing 40, 50. Never lost power. Mm-hmm. We were we're right on the beach. Yeah. Okay. We went out and stood on the beach and arms raised and let Elsa pelt us with rain. Right. And sure. it hurt. And the, and the kids, man, they were like, oh, <laughs> come on, take it. Yeah. You know, trying to tough these kids up a little bit. You had a margarita, but, didn't you? Uh, maybe a couple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lieutenant Dan and maybe, Forrest Gump going on Dan, there. Yeah. Maybe a few more than a couple. That's, <laughs> Good God. That's cute. Hey, At least you weren't in the rigging of a shrimp trawler you know yeah, and then we uh Give it to me. we went to the pool it's not all you got it's not all you got and yeah. it was just that's totally what we were yeah. doing <laughs> and we go to the pool with the kids uh-huh. because i mean you know i was like what are you gonna do i mean we right. just sit inside and stare at it i mean if it's not dangerous then then, then go do something it's just so, like a bad storm yeah so know? we went to the pool mm-hmm. i mean you're gonna get wet so you might go swimming so we yeah. took the kids to the pool and yeah. and it's blowing like crazy that's and it's funny. raining yeah but there's not a lot of trees you're not worried about anything flying in the air and hitting right. you or anything right. of that nature but it was funny because when we go to the pool there's nobody there of course not we show up with the kids at the pool, yeah. and within, within 15 minutes, like 15 kids show up. Oh, cool. Because I think all the parents are like, you can't go outside. It's stormy out. Right, it's a right. storm. They saw and you all in the they pool. They saw us at the pool. <laughs> yeah. And like, ah, hell, go ahead. <laughs> and then after That's we great. got out of the pool, the rain was pretty good. Yeah. And this uh, the place that we stay at, it's a nice condo complex. And Terrace family's been staying there for years, and it's got these nice grass manicured areas around the pool, you know, that have like golf course quality grass. Right. And it was flooded. And then uh, my brother in law, Brad, he's such a bad example. He starts doing baseball slides in oh, the yeah. puddles on the grass. Awesome. Oh. Oh. <laughs> That's great. That's what it was they, awesome. Yeah. And he's uh, they're doing, and Dylan's out there, and they're just doing slides in the grass, you know. And I'm sitting there going, I'm not responsible for the landscape bill. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> boy. Holy smoke. So, but uh, it wasn't bad. But I will tell you, the, the that night at about 3 a.m., and if you looked and happened to watch, and I took some pictures of it on, on, on basically screenshots of the radar, mm-hmm. there was a band – that came off of that that stretched all the way down to southwest Florida when the storm was already up in Steen Hatchie. And I'm going to tell you, I've never seen, I've never heard anything like it in my life. The lightning was like a strobe light. It woke us up like five or six times, and it's that, that little band sat on us for about five and a half, maybe four and a half hours. Oh, Somewhere, no kidding. Oh, my God. I'm yeah. telling you, the lightning was like strobes, and then the thunder was like machine gun cannon fire. Boom, 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 boom. And you're just going, how is that possible? That's but awesome. then the light is just a strobes and going, holy cow. That's cool. I wish I had the ability to have one of those slow time-lapse photography cameras that could have recorded it from up high in the air because... I've never seen anything like That's it. That's cool. Never seen anything like mm-hmm. it. And then in the morning, it uh, it was still windy a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then by by uh, I think it was uh, twelve o'clock, we we're like we we're loading up the kayaks. Let's go, man. Yeah. We're fishing. Yeah, and it moved quick. 
It moved pretty quick. Yeah, it went through pretty quick, but that band sat up, sat on us for like four hours. And the thing that disappointed me is we, you know, we bring the kayaks down there and looking forward to going fishing. There's a famous, I don't know if I say it's famous. There's a park on Sanibel Island, and it's called Ding Darling. It's a national wildlife refuge, and it's it's got mangroves. It's got mm-hmm. two kayak launch points, and we're excited about going to fish it. And uh, we, me and Tara have went and rode the bikes through it. It's a four-mile road that goes through it, and we rode the bikes through it and scouted out some places to launch the kayaks because they, I saw on the map there's two places. I was like, all right, well, we drove through it before on bikes you know, last year and the year before. Let's go check it out. And so we go check it out and talking to the guy at the gate, and he's taking our money, you know, because there's a fee to pay to go through, whether you're in a car or on a bicycle or walking or whatever. Pays fee, and he says, hey, uh, just give you a heads up. You know, your fee or your entry is going to be good for all the way through Thursday because, you know, we're going we're gonna to be closed tomorrow because it's like a, you buy it for a couple-day pass. Right. And I'm sitting there going, well, today's Sunday. And I said, you're closing tomorrow? He says, yeah, we're closing in preparation of Elsa. And I'm like, well, it's not supposed to get here till Tuesday. He goes, well, you know, we just got to prepare. Yeah, right. Do what? <laughs> yeah. Lock the bathroom? <laughs> right. I mean, exactly. what the heck? Right. Yeah. So I'm yeah. going. Turn the water well, fountain off? Okay. Okay. So, um, all right. So I didn't, you know, didn't want to make a stink out of it. So cl- they're closed on Monday in preparation for Elsa. Tuesday is the day of the storm. Closed. Understand. Uh, Wednesday. Remember, we're, we're loading the kayaks up at lunchtime, ready to go. Yeah. And so we go right to, right to the park, closed. We're like, well, they probably got to clean up. It's the bathroom. So, yeah, yeah. Something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pick up a few paper towels. Yeah, Somebody right. knocked over the garbage can. Yeah. So we go to another place. The next morning, we're like, we'll be, we'll be there at 7. The gates open at 7. We're going to be there at 7. We're there at 6.55. Gate's still locked. Nobody's there. Uh, this is this is now this is <clears throat> this is Thursday. So seven oh five. Here comes a park ranger truck Ooh. from the National Wildlife Review. And you're like, cool. He's gonna open the gate. Yeah, yeah. Man, like cool. They're a few minutes late. No big deal. They probably had to pick a stick up off of the path right. or something. You know, um, we're not going to be able to open until about lunchtime today. We have to do some cleaning up on the roadway. And I said, well. What did you guys do yesterday afternoon? It was, it was beautiful. Uh, uh, I don't know. She says, "Well, you we know, off. they're off." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they t- they turned a tropical storm into essentially a, a week a, off with pay. a three and a half day holiday. Yeah. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "That's the government for yeah, you." Absolutely. That's a bummer. <laughs> well, we got we got nothing. Anyway. We got nothing in Georgia. Nothing. Really? No rain? No. Well, well Jeff, here's the thing. We didn't. Now, Fargo got it because I talked to uh, Will. And it's, it's and he funny. said it washed out the road. It, 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 I was going to leave on Wednesday morning mm-hmm. to, to come back, and that's when it was going across the state. And obviously, I wasn't fishing. So I thought, I'm curious. No, let's just wait till tomorrow morning. We'll just kind of ride it out. And, you know, I watched it all day, and it, it literally went right across Douglas. The eye went. Right across Douglas, which is about thirty-five miles south of me, and we got nothing. nothing. Yeah, that's typically and, and, what and happens. I mean, I'm north not, and we, west of the storm yeah. didn't get much unless that band kind of got you. Yeah, yeah. We had one band come through at one one o'clock. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of went through the mm-hmm, pine trees, mm-hmm. and that was it. And I mean, we didn't get. We didn't even come nowhere close to getting. Well, half Fargo inch, must have got a bunch because I talked to Will 
Ficklin this week, and he said it blew out the road and blew the culvert yeah, out I, all the way. I, yeah. I, I took my guys from Columbus, Georgia, fishing this week twice on Monday and Wednesday, and they said they got hammered. Mm. Really? In Columbus. Yeah, Columbus is uh, about the same latitude as, uh, yeah, as you are, Yeah, right? but it's two hours. So, yeah, but it's west. Two, two hours west. Interesting. Yeah, yeah very well, interesting. I, I can tell you this. Uh, Georgia's wet. Yeah. yeah. I oh. mean, it didn't need the storm to get any oh, right. moisture yeah. up there. I mean, it's. Mosquito City. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's awful. It's it's bad. And, and I want to say I, I kept been keeping track of the rain. I've got this app on my phone that it keeps track of it. And a lot of us have it that follow the weather in Georgia and other places because of you're trying to kind of see if you got rain for your food plots, et cetera. And it's called farm logs. Anyway. Right. Uh, I want to say in the last week, uh, it's rained every day up yeah. there. And it's been over eight inches of rain. Yeah, that's what I was told, six inches plus. <laughs> yeah, that ain't good. It ain't quitting. Anyway, yep. uh, we're going to take a break. But before we do, there's a very special – it's a very special day today. Did you know that? Yes. It's today what? is July 7th. Is it your birthday? No. Oh. No. It's my birthday. It's, it's G's birthday. The infamous oh. – Gordon Groon. Oh, it's his today, birthday? Today really? is his birthday. Wow. July 17th. Wow. And, and not only can we sing him a happy birthday. You ready? One, two, three. Happy, happy birthday, birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. If you continue to make us years, we'll sing to you every year. That's got to be worth at least a couple right there. Enjoy that early Bud Light. (laughs) (laughs) They're at the range right now. He's having a little birthday fun, shooting a few with with, uh, Special Ed, and they're having a good time. But happy birthday, Gordon. I believe he is 28. He's got one year left before it's, it's like, oh, my gosh. Oh. Yeah, like the old my gosh yeah, age, yeah. Medicare. Yeah. <laughs> Until he has to have his second colonoscopy. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I think that might be right. Anyway, let's take a break. We come back. We'll do a, an updated weather, an updated tides, right here on the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show, or you can call it the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. I love that song. I love it. I mean, just, you know, never gets old, Chris. Don't ever stop playing that song. I don't yep. care. It's in, it's in the rotation, baby. It is in the rotation. All right, let's do a, a updated weather and tides. But before we do, I want to pass this along because Guy at Consignment Boat Sales has a little update. He said he's offering a just-listed 2009 Hughes 18-foot Redfisher, which is a tremendous boat, and it is powered by a Yamaha 150 Four stroke only has three hundred and twenty hours. Jeez, is, and, and, did I own and, that boat? I I I know the owner. Really, I do. It's barely and broke it's in. Been, it's been well, it's been well babied. Taken, okay, well taken care of. Uh, motor yes. guide, trolling motor, mm-hmm. Simrad GPS, trim tabs, power pole, new upholstery, aluminum trailer. Asking only twenty seven three. Mm-hmm. That won't last long. Uh uh-uh. uh That'll be gone. Yeah, yeah that'll be, be, weeks that'll be gone. That'll be I gone within it. within within an hour. So then be. you just hook it up and you go redfishing. Oh my I mean, God. Like, like, like right now. Yeah. You know Look, I mean? if, uh, if you want to buy this 18 Redfisher 2009 with only 320 hours in mint condition, right, mint? Mm-hmm. Would you say mint? Yeah. 
Okay. Call Guy at 904-249-6225 or you can visit jacksboating.com. That's a that's a that's a good boat. Really good boat. Speaking of flats boats. Mm-hmm. So yesterday we're uh, me and Tara heading down to St. Augustine to meet some friends of hers or a friend of hers that and uh for dinner. So as we're heading down, we're driving down A1A. And I said, you know, I said, look, it looks like the water's up a little bit. Let's just stop here at Six Mile real quick. I just want to take a look. Mm-hmm. And we we pull in there. And when we pull in there, there's two vehicles in the parking lot. The water has, is up a teeny bit, but right. not, not much. Right. And there's a flats boat. A flats boat, probably like a 16-footer, maybe 17-footer. Trying to launch in there? Uh, no, he is launched. Okay. And he's got it turned around, bow going out, and he's throwing. Wait, wait, wait. He can't run the motor. He's got to, run, he's got to be able to control the motor. Right. Yeah. Right. He's got a 40 horse on the back. Yeah, he can't run that. <laughs> yeah, that's. Yeah, that better yeah. be tilted up. Right. 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 <laughs> throwing the mud up, yeah. rooster tail and everything. Trying to get out of there. Can't get out of there. No. There's no water. There, there's no water. <laughs> I don't like, I told Terry, I said, that guy doesn't have a clue. I said, I said, I got to tell him. Terry's like, no, no, no. I said, look, I said, he needs to know. Yeah. You know, I don't get him tr- want him to get in trouble. And I was like, you know, pull up the ramp, you know, and put the car in park, and get out. And, yo! Yo! And it's a guy, and, and uh, it looks like appears to be his wife and kids. Oh, Lord. He just said, no. And I uh, said, so, and, and he couldn't hear me. He's like, what? And I like, <laughs> cut your motor. I said, dude. I said, there's a there's a nine nine horsepower max in there. I said, you can't put that boat in there. You can't run that motor. Really? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, you can't do that. And I had not a whole lot of water here anyway. I said, yeah. I said, I'm just gonna tell you right now. They see you running that boat in there like that. I yeah. said, you you're you're in trouble, dude. Yeah, no doubt. I said, you're in big trouble. You need to get that thing out of there. I said, and don't run that motor. It's also not. You know, he goes, ah, man, all right, thanks. And uh, I start to back up. And he's got that thing in reverse. Oh, throwing mud everywhere. I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, my gosh. Like, and here, Here's the one thing I will say. And if uh, if somebody from Guana is listening, in all seriousness, there's no sign at Six Mile that gives that information. No, you're right. You're right. You wouldn't know, I guess. Unless, there used to be, you know. though. There's not one. I mean, at I least mean, I didn't see be. one. Right. Like when you pull up, there's a when you, there's a sign out by the road, okay. And a sign out by the road, people aren't going to stop and read that sign if it's got detail, because it's well, on A one A. It's a yeah. fifty five mile an yeah, hour exactly. zone, right? Yeah, yeah. But once you get up to the ramp, and and maybe I'm mistaken, but I was looking for it after seeing him in there, and and obviously he didn't know, and I was like, all right, well, there, is there a sign here? And there's a sign. Yeah. Right there on the left, but it doesn't say anything about horsepower restriction or anything. Huh. And so, good point. Just a, just a tip. Yeah. That for the folks there at Guana, you might want to put a sign up there that says, "Here's your sign." Uh, <laughs> here, here's you read the rules. my mind big time. Guana. Here's your sign. So you don't get a flats boat with a forty horsepower motor trying to rip through the mud mm-hmm. and trying to go yeah, to no the kidding. lake. Mm. So anyway, goodness bring that up. That was, I was like, <laughs> I yeah. pulled in there. I was like, you know, because I've seen people, I guess, from from the dam yeah. launch 
boats with bigger engines and they they slide them up, you know, they uh, and, and run and the trolling motor. Run the trolling motor. Yeah. yeah. You know, but I, th- I thought that's what you were going to tell me, but uh-uh. you're like, dude, no, he's he's got to cranked up with the kids and the wife and they're, they're getting ready to rip out. Oh, dude, he, I mean, he's ripping that motor. I mean, it's throwing a rooster tail oh. of mud and it ain't go- it ain't moving. No. It's just throwing the it, muddy water up. And that in is the, just awful for your engine. Awful for the oh. engine. Oh. And then, and it was, I mean, he might have created a nice little wash out right there, but I, I was sitting there going, how's he going to turn that thing around? Yeah. Because he was kind of up on the mud. Yeah. And look, you ain't waiting on the tide. And, and that's my thing. That's <laughs> yeah, my point. Right. I mean, there's no tide that's right. going to come and save you. Right, right, right. So what do you do? Uh, he got the wife and the kids in there. Somebody's getting muddy. Yeah, somebody nasty muddy. Somebody's getting muddy. Yeah. I mean, really muddy. Well, and the water in there has got to be hot. Oh, That's it's awful. not going to help anything either. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, because it's so shallow. Yeah. Anyway. Goodness gracious. All right. Uh, let's do a weather and the tides, and then uh, we'll get uh, Captain Don Dingman yes. on the other side with a uh, update there. So let's start with a weather report brought to you by the Bearded Pig, the best barbecue in Jacksonville, period. It's not even close. Two locations, one in San Marco on Kings Avenue, the other one's at A1A at Jack's Beach. Can't uh, can't miss out on the best barbecue that there is. Today, south winds around 10 knots becoming east-southeast and increasing to around 15 knots during the afternoon. Seas 2 to 3 feet with a period of 8 seconds. Tomorrow, south winds 5 to 10 becoming southeast and increasing to around 15 knots during the afternoon. Seas 2 to 3. Monday, south winds around 10 knots becoming southeast, 10 to 15 knots during the afternoon. Exact same forecast yeah. for today, tomorrow, and Monday. Yeah. And the ocean, by the way, folks, is beautiful. Yeah. Clear. I mean, Clear and, water. and it's, it's yeah, that, but, but it's kind of those conditions that you get a little bit of a breeze all day, and it's not, it's not enough to make the ocean rough. There's a little swell, right. the, you know, but man, it's it been comfortable, comfortable this week. It, is, it has been beautiful. All right, let's do a Tides Report brought to you by Angie Sup. Went there a couple days ago, got a little Peruvian real quick. Outstanding, got me a sweet tea, love it. Best sub shop in Jacksonville. And uh, I had uh, first time in a long time that I've had white bread. White bread. With the Peruvian. Huh. Didn't have my favorite onion br- uh, onion roll. The onion sub yeah. roll. Oh, man. Yeah, I guess us. Sonatis took a break for a day, a couple days off. So anyway, the tides for Jacksonville, Mayport at the Bar Pilot Dock today at 8.35 a.m., which is coming up here in about a little less than an hour. It'll be a negative .21, 3.17 p.m. this afternoon. It's going to be a 4.53 high tide. And then tomorrow, early, early in the morning at uh, 3.27 a.m., it's a high, it's a 4.20. 9.31 a.m. is a negative .30. That's your tides brought to you each and every week by Angie Subs right there at the corner of Beach and Pemmon. And don't forget about Angie's Grom at the beach as well. If you'd like to join us here this morning, 904-641-1010 right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. I was talking to uh, a guy from CNH Marine Construction mm-hmm. yesterday. Was it yesterday or day four? Sometime in the last couple of days. And he's, like, like you know what day it is. I, man, I'm losing track. <laughs> and he, we were talking about the tides. And uh, it's Bob Matthews. He he 
one of the honchos there at CNH Marine Construction. He's talking about tides. You remember a while back we were yep. talking about how low they got. Yep. And he said, did you guys look at the tides forecast? It looked like it's, there's going to be opposite. So I guess the tides are going to get higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's we're supposed to have some, some, some flood tides. Some flood tides, yep. yeah. Is it, my, so my question to you guys, since we just did the tides report, is it going to get high enough to possibly fish? Flood tide fishing, I, I, possibly? I, I haven't looked at it. The, what I saw was like 5.0s and 5.1s, okay. um, which is not – you need at least a 5.2, a solid 5.2. Okay. And even a 5.2, it, it, it may give you, what, 30 minutes? Yeah. Kirk, you know what I mean? Not so long. Not that yeah, much. Yeah, not that much. Okay, so, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull the chart up here in a yeah. little bit. Yeah, that's, that's fine. And see if we can end up getting – and so it, he, and because on the, here we go, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end up pulling it up, uh, all the info. but in the meantime, let's go ca- talk to Captain Don Dingman of the King Buster Tournament. Morning, Don. Good morning, man. Just reminding everybody about the King Buster next week. Everybody ought to know where they're at by now. Yeah. So, uh, um, fishing's been good. I just hope the weather holds. We're just praying for good weather. We got a ton of great prizes, so really looking forward to it, um, we got Ale House bringing free food for everybody. We got dinner from six to seven from the Ale House at Marine Max. Free. Um, every captain registers gets some salt life glasses along with their captain's bag. And the kids, dude, we got them loaded up. The fighting belt, the fish sack, salt life shirts, rod and reel. You know, they get like sixty, eighty dollars worth of stuff, but just when they sign up. And uh, we got fifty grand in prizes and cash for the adults, and fifty grand for the kids. So it should be pretty good if you get. 38th place or 40th place, I think you get a kayak. If you get 100th place, you get an easy rider beanbag. You know, for me, when these kids walk across the stage, when you're when you're fishing a kid's tournament, all you want is your kid to walk up there with his chest boat out and carry that fish. I don't care if he's three pounds. That's exactly right. Walk across the stage. Yep. And for me, the bubble's busted when they don't get anything for it. You know, how many times have you weighed in a 29 pounder that was six feet long and you thought for sure you're in the money? What's it feel like when you get nothing? Oh, I've you been know. there a lot lately. <laughs> yeah, right. Wouldn't it be nice to get something? Because yeah. you worked so hard for that fish, just like he was 50. And yes. these kids, you know, I want them to come back and do it again next year. So we do that. And and I got to say, the thing I'm most proud of the King Buster about is that a lot of good comes from it. People volunteer because we do good stuff. Uh, the dreams come true. Boats are taking kids out. There's a lot of good, chill, bumpy feeling stuff that happens at the King Buster. So just inviting everybody to come be a part of it, kingbuster.com. Cash only now. Registrations on Friday open to two. It's gonna be fun. All right. Very so registration weather. opens at two, but the captain's meeting, like your spiel and everything, yeah. at what time? Seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. My captain's meeting. I hate captain's meeting, so right. I am out. Fifteen minutes, and we are out. Okay. As fast as I can possibly go. We do not hang you for a captain's meeting. I don't have a bunch of speakers come up there. You're looking at the committee, you know. Um, so we just get it done and. Um, like I said, it, it is, it's a fun event, and I can't stress enough. Come fish with your kids next week, and um, it'll be a lot of fun. Come check us out at the King Buster. I appreciate you guys' support all the way. And it's a tough decision, you know, resetting it and all that yeah. stuff. But, you know, and um, but it's good to see, man. I'm glad to see, you know, there's all the drama of Kingfish. There's always somebody on, on the Facebook going back and forth about Kingfish. You know, it's like a bunch of choir women getting ready to go for this concert. You know, so um, well, I like it. I'll see you on Friday evening. I can't wait, man. It's going to be good to see you out there. And a big shout-out to Hagen Ace Hardware, too, coming in at the last minute when I couldn't find kayaks anywhere. Um, the Coastal Outfitters, I mean, that's a pretty cool place, and they, they really went above and beyond and didn't have to. 
There you go. There you go. Absolutely. Thanks, Appreciate Tom. Appreciate you guys. Yeah, man. Actually, uh, going down this week is coming up is the uh, ICAST. Yes. Down yeah. in Orlando. Yeah, big deal. And so heading down for a couple days this week coming up to check it out. Oh, so you are? You're yeah. going to go down? Yeah. I'm going to help do a little R&D. Oh, little you outdoor got, show research? You got your little media pass. Okay. Uh, have you ever been? I've never been to the ICAST. I've been to the SHOT Show. It's going to blow cool. your mind. Yeah, yeah it's, it's cool. It's going to really blow your mind. Yeah. It's unreal. So I'm looking forward to it. And uh, I'm going to bring a notepad, take some notes, and have a good time and see what all kind of new products are out there, you know, because there's always something that's that's always new well, that Brian is, that's going to blow there. you away. Dufek yeah. will be there. Okay. Yeah, I talked to, to Brian this to week. Try to look him up. Yeah. So I don't, how big is it? Like how long does it take Jeff, you to walk around? It, you it's can't, as big as a shot show. Yeah, it's really? it's going to it's going to take yeah. you several hours. Yeah, well, especially if you're, for two days. if you're if you're poking around and and you're you know really you know checking some of that stuff out. I mean, just some of the booths alone are are, are just huge. You could spend a half hour just okay. in one booth. But you're talking about every manufacturer from all over the world, even even the Brand X guys. Yeah, and then you get all the Asian market that will I guess will come over. The people that build off-brand reels and rods, yep. And then you got the guys that are doing, you know, small shop stuff. It's uh, it's really unbelievable. Yeah, I'm looking I'm looking forward to it because yep. I've never it's, been. It's there. fun. I mean, the shot show has been awesome. Yep. In the past, yep. and so I'm really looking forward to this and and checking it out. So uh, looking forward to that. All right, let's uh, let's go talk to Mike. He is uh, on the phone line as well. And folks, if you want to join in, nine zero four six four one ten ten. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, guys. How you doing? Good. Hey, um, you were talking about Sanibel earlier, and uh, I used to go down there all the time. Uh, there's a when when we couldn't get fish in fish on the island anywhere, nobody had them. You know, to give you a little hint, you go down to the White House, and as you get to the water, take a left and walk out there in that uh, grass, and you catch fin fish all day long. Anytime you go down there. Yeah, the the cool thing is is that in the whole time down there. I never threw live bait. I threw artificial really? the entire time. That's well, all we threw is live bait the whole the whole four which, hours. Which is what I've always done down there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But with the kayak, I'm like, look, I I don't have right. I'm not going to go catch live bait. And so Mike, I was just like, all right, I'm taking some artificials. Had a conversation with uh, Captain Nelson Diaz, who I've been with before down there. He's awesome. And then we stopped by a fly shop that is on Sanibel Island. And uh, Dylan, you know, is now an avid fly fisherman, and we had a conversation with a couple guys that were in there, and they were super helpful, and gave us an idea of like colors and and what to use, and we had we had no problem catching fish on artificial. That was fantastic. Yeah, yeah well, I I was down there, and we uh, we caught a bunch of pin fish and fishing blind pass, uh, just wading out and fishing. Yeah, that's right. And we got into gator trout one day, and I mean big trout, and we. We limited out, but the last three fish I caught, you know, my my pinfish didn't have any eyes and no scales and part of me was missing, you know, and it was like crazy. My buddy was catching them on a uh, uh, small silver rapala, you know, when he ran out of yeah. pinfish. Yeah, so um, and we had a good time down there. I used to get down there all the time every year, but uh, we kind of got out of it. But uh, anyway, the other thing I want to talk to you about today is, yeah, you know, I heard you talking about ICAST and, and Jake, um, my son, you know, the bass fisherman in college. Uh-huh. Um, he uh, 
he's worked ICAST several times, and he, he's enjoyed it. Uh, I don't know if he's working it this year or not. You know, he's on uh, Steve Soho Marine now, and uh, he's got him a Skeeter. Um, bought, him, bought him a new Skeeter. But uh, he's, uh, yeah, I don't know if I told you about him winning the tournament uh, at the Harris game um, for college for UNF. He's fishing for UNF now. Yeah. Yeah, you, um, you updated us a few weeks ago. Yeah, the Harris okay. Chain Lakes now, that, that's that's some big water. You guys ever been down there before? I have no idea. No, no I haven't. It's, it's big, man. I mean, it's a, that's, a, that's a lot of lake. It's a, it's a, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Mike, but when, when you drive down to Sanibel, you're, I go the back roads, which uh-huh. is like you know, I go on 19 and yep. 17 and 33 and 27. Yeah. And, and I don't remember the name of the town, Mike. You probably could tell me, but uh, where the town is, where the Harris Chain Lakes are. But I mean, that's, them lakes are huge. Huh. Yeah, it's around uh, the and they're around Lakeland, uh, where they put in at. But uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a lot of lakes. It's a lot of lakes. Like, I wouldn't know where to begin. Yeah. I mean, literally, I like. Right. Okay, where do you go? Yeah, <laughs> to the edge. Well, you got you got to pre fish it. <laughs> Yeah, he got to pre-fish it. I mean, that's that's part of it. He he, uh, he pre-fished for like a week before that tournament. Um, but uh, yeah, they won the tournament. They're going to the national championship for the first time. That's wow, know, that's it. cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah. If you, if uh, Jake works the iCast, I'll tell him to look you up if you get down there, or, or you look him up. He'll probably be working the Toho Marine um, booths. I guess he he's worked several booths down there with some of the sponsors. But um, I think he probably, if he goes, he works at Toho Marine Booth. Well, right, we'll, I'll try to find yeah, him. Yeah, try to find him. Absolutely. Thanks, Mike, right. for the update. All right, buddy. We'll see. Yeah, man. All right, see you. All right, uh, let's take a break here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. And uh, I got a pretty cool little story to tell you, and, and I want to read this. Okay. Okay, before we go to the break, because right. do you guys remember – when uh, we got the 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 info from Jason Adams that he was going to Steenhatchie, yeah, okay, to the Steenhatchie River Club to stay. Mm-hmm. Well, he they went, okay, and he and he. I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but he was saying that hey, look, you know, uh, hopefully Elsa doesn't mess up our trip. Well, the trip ended up sh- uh, shortening their trip there or their stay there by one day, and then he sent us this via Facebook. Last night, and I'm going to kind of read you the Cliff Notes version of it. Okay. Good gosh. Okay. So they go to the club. Text it's all a, that, huh? He texted all oh, that. It's, it's a great story. Wow. It's the second time staying there. He said the first time was on the wife's baby moon. Okay. And uh, this time they had a mom, stepdad coming from Tennessee. They'd never been there, and I uh, said the short uh, trip was cut short because of Elsa, uh, which is understandable. And he said, uh, he said they were super nice and kind of communicating the information and everything. And so he goes on to say, well, in the haste of going from almost getting on a boat to, uh, to go out to, well, let's pack up. And we got to head home a little early. His mom didn't realize she had left her wallet in the nightstand. So when they realized this, it was around 6 p.m. or so. And he said he figured he'd call the after hours phone number, leave a message, and was surprised that someone actually answered. Wow. Okay, with yeah. the storm going on. Yeah, mm. what a surprise. Somebody it, actually answers the phone. Isn't that nice, yeah. right, when people answer the phone yes. at a resort? So he, he explained the situation, and he told the, told the lady that he talked to 
that, uh, look, don't go out of your way. Wait till it's safe and don't worry about it. He said, well, she called early Wednesday morning to tell him that she couldn't stand anymore and she had her husband take her over to get it. And she personally took it to the post office and had it overnighted to her parents' place back in Tennessee. Okay? they It was there before they even got home. <laughs> wow. Okay? So a little bit of a testament there from the Steenhatchee River Club and the service there that you get. And, and then he goes on to say this. He said, look, uh, every sponsor that I have uh, used that you guys have, and I have used several, uh, I go out of my way to use them from buying a boat over Atlantic Coast Marine to getting my wife's mud tires changed at Tire Outlet. <laughs> right. Okay, digging that, right? Yeah. Uh, he said, uh, you guys stand behind what you have on your show, and it's awesome. Thank you for providing such a great show and being willing to share and teach what uh, the way you guys do. So, I mean, pretty cool. Really cool huge stuff. compliment to Steenhatchee River Club and a huge compliment to the sponsors that we have yep. on our show. And you're listening to the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show right here on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Oh, so I got uh, got a had a conversation this this past week with a friend of mine who uh, works in the in the car business. Okay, uh-huh. and they were trying to service work with a car that had 24 inch rims that's huge that's crazy i don't know that i've even heard of 24 inch obviously but. that's like a, a tractor wheel <laughs> i've never heard of that a car i yeah i guess i mean I, I mean i'm sure there's even rims that are bigger than that okay but but here's the thing he's like you know he goes he goes at my shop we couldn't we couldn't deal with a 24 inch rim mm-hmm. he goes so i called tire outlet down the road and he goes, and he goes, dude. He goes, they they did it. They handled it. He goes, they didn't have any issue. He, and the guy told him when he called him, he said, "Look, can you can you do this?" And he goes, "I don't know." He goes, "Bring it in. And let me look at it first. And he goes, and they did it flawlessly. And he said they didn't even put a scratch on any of the rims. And he goes, most of the time you take a big rim like that to any kind of tire place, and they say that they can do it. And he goes, they end up nicking up the rims and messing it up. He goes. Tire Outlet did it without any problem whatsoever. Mm. So, I mean, there's a compliment from one guy in in the automotive industry throwing a compliment out to Tire Outlet because they handled something that his place couldn't handle. I believe it. Mm -hmm. That's That's what they did for me. I believe it. And and, and also, I did get a text from Tire Outlet this morning, Mm -hmm. uh, two weeks away from opening their brand-new Durban Parts store at the corner of St. John's Parkway and Racetrack Road in Durban Park. And... Yeah, that they area's said fast growing they're going to be getting together with the Nimbic Outdoor Show for the grand opening. Awesome! Yeah, so uh, you know, I like it. I, I might, uh, I might have somebody else sit in the producer's chair so that I can come out with you because I was, right. you know, I've been thinking about getting twenty-four inch rims for my Ford Fusion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be lovely. And Tire Outlet sounds like the perfect place to go. I can, we'll I can, all, uh, I can say this right now. Mm-hmm. Whenever that date is, okay, Danny. Your mom has got to cook. Yeah, I was thinking Dude, the same those thing. Those ribs are. <laughs> Danny works a tire outlet. Yeah. His mom is a is golly way good. Yes. at cooking just like Gordon. I mean, those way were pretty. Um, yeah. Those were pretty incredible. Yeah, I think even Gordon would show up. Yes, if Danny's mom is cooking. I agree. All, yeah. right. So, all right, let's go to the phone lines and let's uh, let's bring up Gary this morning. Morning, Gary. Good morning, guys. Hey, hey, Kevin Kirk. Who did better in the fishing tournament? 
Uh, I didn't fish Cook, it. Cook didn't. Cook didn't fish. I didn't oh, okay. participate. I, I thought you both did fished them. It's I was. Who would have you put your money on though, Gary? If you if they if they both did fish, who would you have bet on? Wow. Hey, be very careful. I'm too experienced in this show to to answer a question like that, Jeff. Oh, come on, Gary. (laughs) Come on, Gary. Who would you put? I'm a veteran. You asked the question. You started it, Gary, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, you want to know who (laughs) won, so who would you pick? I was just curious. (laughs) Yeah. No, we. uh, I'll I'll be. I'll be very honest with you, Gary. Uh, Me me and my crew. we're working. We're on a dry spell right now. We we're really? catching fish, but we're not catching anything to weigh in. But we're 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 bringing copper tone next weekend. All secret weapons secret coming weapon. out. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe so, you got a chance. Maybe, yeah, maybe we got a chance. Yeah, the old CT. That's the secret. Huh? Did you guys see on the news about all these these huge bales of rubber that have been washing ashore? No. On beaches. Where is that? Yeah, all all over Florida beaches. They claim it's. Uh, they think it's from World War Two or U.S. Vessel attacked a German vessel, and there's these. First, they thought it was whale blubber because they said it smelled, and it's just these big squares of rubber hmm. that somehow got loose from the vessel. I don't know if people were salvaging the vessel and it just broke loose, but somehow I guess it just got in the Gulf Stream. Some of it went down to Brazil, and some of it is washing here on Florida beaches. <laughs> I thought it was interesting. I guess there were, I guess, you know, you know during the war, I guess. Uh, Rubber, you know, one of those things, you know. So you're yeah. saying yeah, it's yeah, the you know, same, same material at, in, in Brazil as is it washing up in Florida? Yeah, same, same blocks. Uh, they don't know how it got in. They just think it somehow either it got salvaged or somehow it just got into the Gulf Stream. Man, that's and just bad when you Florida. find rubber on the beach. Yeah. Huge bales of it. I thought that was, that was interesting. You always see something new no matter how. If you hang on around long enough, you're always going to see something new. Thanks, guys. See you. All right. Thank See you, Gary. Gary. All right. Let's go uh, talk to Chris this morning. Oh, by the way, uh, on the rim thing, uh, Robbie Simmons sent us a message on Facebook, and he said, hey, look, uh, he sent us a picture of an old Monte Carlo that has like 24 or 26-inch wheels. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. And here's the funny thing. I had a – I drove. A Monte Carlo? 74 Monte Carlo Did for really? a while. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it didn't have 24 or 26-inch rims on it, though. It had the old Chevy rally rims, mm-hmm. which were when we sold the car. Okay, when my yeah, dad, dad yeah, and I they were it, worth more than the car. That's what the car sold because it had the rally rims. <laughs> Nobody wanted that piece of crap. They wanted the rims. <laughs> that's too funny. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, the twenty four, twenty six. He said they even make thirty inch rims now. Really? Yeah. How do you get that into fenders? I was like, oh boy. Oh, oh you got to cut the fenders. You would have to. You'd have to. I mean. I don't know anything about that, but I mean, it just seems like you'd have to. Just, yeah. just real quick before we take Chris, it's the biggest tire you've ever had on your truck. Tire, not rim. Thirty-six. Thirty-six, yep. Kirk. I don't shoot. I yep, just, 30, I, thirty-six inch buckshots. Buckshots, and then, and then we had the uh, RVTs. I never had any big tires. on Thirty-six that, inch Mickey Mickey Thompsons. Yeah, Mickey biggest Thompsons. Tire I ever had. Yep. Yeah, I never had any. Super and they did this. I mean, you knew I was coming. Well, Kyle's got a lift kit on his his Denali, his his Chevy truck, and I mean, he's got them big old tires on there. We're driving around down there in Naples, and same thing. I go, look, you you drive you ride all over the country with this truck, and he goes, yeah. 
I said, doesn't that bother you? And he goes, oh, you get used to it. He said, it's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of relaxing. I'm like, I wouldn't get used to it. I can tell you, man, the ones I got from from a tire outlet, yeah, those Yokohamas, they they don't sing at all. Yep, yep. Mine, nice. mine don't either. They're nice. Yep. Anyway, all right, let's go to the yep. phone lines. Let's bring up Chris this morning. Morning, Chris. Good morning. Good morning, fellas. I think those are called hoopties, ain't they? When they got the great big giant wheels on them. Hoopties. Um, I don't know. Well, I mean, there's, hoopties can be a lot of different yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Chris, yeah, Chris you've got 26 inches on your ride right now. Don't even lie. Nah, I got the I got old 17s on mine, but I got 35s on it. <laughs> <laughs> I like the 17s because it makes the tires look bigger. You know, yeah. when you got the 17 inch rim and then you got a lot of rubber. Man, yeah, it looks beefy. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. You know, and you yeah. take the, the PSI down and, yeah. uh, you know, and it's like big old soft tire with great grip. I, anyway, I, yeah. that's just me. Long, long uh, as they uh, don't whine. Uh, I can't, uh, I can't stand that whine. And back in the old days, I liked having a loud oh, car dude, and a loud I wanted truck. It, I wanted it loud out the back and I wanted it loud yep. underneath. I can't stand it loud yep. out the back now. Me neither. Me can't neither. Stand me neither. It. Me neither. All right. So I got a question for you. Chris, you're a fisherman. Big time fisherman, okay. Uh, well, that's debatable anymore, Jeff. Okay, well, well your He's son on the is. Same drought your son are. is anyway, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah my son. Yeah, Jake. You get Jake to answer <laughs> yeah, this question. <laughs> <laughs> right. So here's my thing, okay. So here we are. We're down in Matt Lachey, crack of dawn, right? It's like literally, it's crack of dawn. Yep. Pedaling across the bay to get to this place called Buzzards Bay, where the tarpon are. It's, all glass. It's glassy, Ooh. slight breeze. It's got that kind of fire red sky, and I and I got a picture that I'm gonna put up this week on on our Facebook page to show you how beautiful it was. And it's just, it's it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, the peace and quiet. Yep, yep. And then about half an hour later, as we're fishing, all I hear is rock music, and I'm mm. going, what What is this? Yeah. And it's kind of rock band, Disturbing oh, okay. the peace and serenity. So here comes of the some moment. dude. Yes. Okay. Some dude. I can relate. He's enjoying a, himself. In like a flats boat with a it's tower, uh-huh. cranking up this rock reggae in the middle of my mm. peace and quiet. <laughs> yeah. I'm with oh, you. dear. I really am. Yeah. What the hell are you doing? He's listening oh, to music. Man. Look, I mean, look, the outdoors is meant to be experienced without a bunch of rock music blaring out of your boat. He just wanted a soundtrack, man. Yeah. Well, I kind of agree. I kind of agree. I, well, I don't play the radio on the boat because I'm deaf on one ear and I can't hear the rod go off anyway. So um, that just adds to the, and I'll call it noise. I love, I love big hair rock, but. That just adds to the noise, and I like hearing a rod go off. Yeah, I like music, but I mean, come on, there's a time and a place for music, okay? And and out in nature, well, is it? There's such nobody thing wants as, to hear your such, music. Such, such thing as volume. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, if you yeah. got a subtle, that's one thing. Yeah, yeah. but he had a blaring. Yeah. Oh, no. the thing people, I don't people get think is the boom, the boom, Chris. Yeah, you know, like the whole yeah. side of the boat is, and I'm like. Didn't have a lot of boom to boom, but that? it was just loud. Yeah, they got to hear it. They got it, Kevin. Yeah, they got to hear as it. As much as you and I fish, yeah. they got to feel I mean, it and hear it. Yeah, I mean, you know, Chris, you talk to, like, Leon and Captain Chip Wingo, and they're turning their live wells off and stuff. Yeah. You know, wow. to, 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 to go into the, you know, shallows and, and things and like here, that. Here's the, here's the thing. Okay, Chris, Kevin, Kirk, uh, Chris, the other Chris, we got two Chris's. We're sitting there, and we're 
we're in our kayaks, right? And and he kind of pulls up into that area and then brings it off a plane. And and I could see him fishing and throwing a bait net and all that. And then he's over there where the tarpon are. And he's still playing the music? No, he he's turned the music off once he once he literally shut the boat off. I got you. And then doesn't stays there for 10, 15 minutes, doesn't catch anything. Wonder why. Exactly. <laughs> it's only four feet of water over there. It is, Two maybe. To four feet. It's so shallow. What are you, what are you Why doing? would you do that? That's me. I was out fishing with a guy, and I was thinking the same thing. This guy came flying around the corner. We could hear him from a half a I, mile I, I away. Could, we could hear this cat coming from the other side of the, the main road. looked at me. A, half a mile away just, or more. Captain Ben yeah, looked at me and just shook his head. I said, what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, listen. for real. So if you're one of those guys, if somebody's listening to the show, know. and you're one of those just people me. that you think you're, you're Johnny Pro Fisherman, Okay, and we're going to play the music between spots. That ain't cool. Okay, you ain't cool. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear your music. I okay? don't know. There's that, two well, things that now drive me crazy. Okay? There's oh, people there's that play way loud more than music. Two. Yeah, there's way more than two. Uh, yeah, they're yeah. fishing. <laughs> okay? And the jet skiers. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Anyway. It's two okay. today, Jeff. It's just two today, right? Yeah, just, just two today. Yeah. Two today. <laughs> just had to get that off my chest. Yeah. <laughs> Oh well, we fished the Greater Jacks uh, yesterday. They're they're uh, and and Thursday. They're trying to grow that tournament. There's no checkout anymore. Um, but uh, man, it was tough fishing. Tough fishing. Was it really? Yeah. Well, shoot. And, then, and you know then what? Everything can... everything looked right, Chris. Yeah. You, you know yeah, what I mean? We... There, there, there's bait. The water is mm-hmm. beautiful. Water temperature. Yep. We've had steady yep. weather. Um, but it, 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 I mean, it shut down in St. Augustine on the beach. Um, there's a few fish on the wrecks, but my God, the sharks. Uh, oh, sandbar sharks, sharks are as yeah. worse as I have uh, ever it, seen them. And, and, and listen, Chris, he, fellas, he's fellas, saying the don't same thing. Don't y'all watch Shark Week? He's saying the same yeah. thing. Because there aren't any sharks. It's uncanny. They're ferocious. The sharks? You can't you can't get a kingfish with a boat. Really? No. Chris, that was I mean, really when funny. you see a nine foot sandbar shark hit a kingfish like a kingfish. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of that's yeah, crazy. And they, they got these huge pecs. And so when they come and through they the smoke it. Smoke it. Really? Smoke it. Like a kingfish. Yeah. One hey, sandbar shark. Yeah. How big? They're huge. Eight, nine feet. Ten, eight, nine, nine, ten foot. Yeah. yeah. Nine, yeah. ten foot. I mean, maybe you're talking big fish in one bite. And, and their teeth kind of protrude. Yeah. I mean, they're just nasty-looking beasts. Kind of yeah. look like a Mako, kind yes. of that smile. Yes. Yeah, that yeah. I had one hit a king mm-hmm. that was on top of the water uh, a week and a half ago before we went out of town for vacation, and it looked like a kingfish hitting a pogey. Yeah. Except the yeah. explosion was almost half the size of my boat. <laughs> yeah. And you're going, good <laughs> God. I was talking to a captain in St. Augustine, and, he, and there's a ton of cobia around. A ton. Oh, they're right, eating like the on the beach, dude. They, they, you, you, it's like a snack to them. Uh, Ray, you know, and I've you never know, seen no, them no. because of the sharks. Oh, okay. And Kevin, you know, the weirdest thing, and Jeff, I've never seen them eat cobia like this. Yeah, me neither. But now, my question though is that the cobia that are getting eaten by the sharks are the cobia on the beach. No, 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 no. no. The cobia no, are no. hanging no, out with the sharks. Really? Yeah. Like on the beach? No, no, no. no, no. They're eight, no, nine miles offshore. Offshore. On the wreck. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I got you. They're yeah, on the but, party But grounds. you hook a cobia and he comes up? Right. Oh, dude, it's like a bloodbath. Here, here, here's crazy. Here's the crazy thing. Like, for example, years ago, I caught that 60-pound cobia off a 14-foot tiger shark. Yeah. Okay? Oh, yeah, I know. I know what I do. And <laughs> how in the world can a, a cobia want to hang out with a tiger shark when at any moment that 
tiger shark will, will want to eat them if he's given the opportunity. Symbiosis. Yeah, exactly. It's just uh, it's Chris, crazy. thanks, buddy. He, he can't, anyway. he, yes, sir. Yep. Take care. We got it. We got it. Chris. <laughs> so, way overdue. 10, 10. My fault. <laughs> we got an LB we're like, hires. We're gear borderline coming illegal. Up here at nine o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> we were up back. Man, can Gordon cook? There ain't no doubt, bro. Gordon threw together. You know, there's, I'm sorry, but there's just one food that I can't give up, uh, and I'm serious about this. And what is that? Rice. Love rice. I rice. Love I know. rice. I mean, I've always, yeah. you know, and, and I don't care what kind of rice it is. Seriously, I'm the same way. I, 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 wild rice, brown rice, jasmine rice. See, I, I like white rice. I love white See, rice. See, that's what I was raised on. Yeah. I mean, oh, I mean every we meal yeah. when I was a kid, we had white rice on the table. We're, I mean, we're going to get to the LV Hires gear tip yeah, here yeah, in just uh, a minute. Uh, but just yeah. Eggs and rice and for breakfast? That's all we ever yeah. had? See, I never oh, had wow. that. Oh, stop. Wow. Seriously, I, didn't, like, oh I, grew up, I didn't grow up having eggs and rice together. Oh, this is like yes. stir fry. Yeah. So Gordon had made thinly sliced, first of all, in a pan he put olive oil, onions, mushrooms, and garlic. And then he thinly sliced venison. Almost like almost like a Philly cheesesteak yep. thinly sliced, yep. and then cooked that and put it over rice. So this morning, he made us with that leftover of the sl- yeah. thinly sliced venison and all that mixture, rice, egg, cheese, and all that. It's like, so it's like a venison it, it, fried it, rice with <laughs> egg, with the cheese on top. Money, it's beautiful. Money. Anyway, here, anyway. wait. I'm going to restart this because okay, you know we we just totally missed the boat. Sure, we we can restart. It. <laughs> it's the outdoor show. <laughs> yeah, we're not scripted here. <laughs> really, sure. just kind of comes off the cuff. Boy, there's right, some LB Hire Zinc Gear Tip of the Week, folks. Uh, if you're looking for fuel to keep your business running strong, all you got to do is contact LV Hires Inc. L V H I E R S dot com. They supply. Fuel and lubricants, and handle all the tanks and uh, technical things that you need to have managed throughout the southeast. Just go to lvhires.com to learn more. Captain Kirk gave us a, we we got we got gifts today. That we was did awesome. Get Thank yes. you, Kirk. You're welcome. One of the um, most important things to have is is a safety kit. Well, I don't care if you're going kit. on vacation with your kids in your car, your truck, if you're if you're on your tractor. Absolutely. You know, if you're going to the woods or going fishing, you need a first aid kit. It's really important. Yeah, these are nice. Um, this it's is really a, good. An adventure medical kit, uh, and they di- have different levels. Um, they have what they call sportsman series, from 200 up to 400, and we got the 200s here. Um, one of our listeners. Had contacted me and said, "Hey, we'd like to throw in for some of this stuff." And I said, "Hey, if you send it to us, <laughs> That's right. we'll talk about well, it. If it's, is, if it's good, this is nice. And well, it's because impressive. I mean, this is the thing that we we like in Georgia. I have a medical kit. Gerald helped put together since he was in that line of work. Fireman, yeah, EMT, EMT, and uh, we, we encourage everybody to have some type of medical kit in your car or truck, SUV, whatever you drive." And this is uh, it's called Adventure Medical Kits. And, Kirk, what you were saying about the, the model number, it's the Sportsman Series by Adventure Medical Kits. And they have, like you said, they have a 100, a 200, a 300, and a 400. And I, I think it, there's some different things that are in here based upon the, the medical drug stuff. Right. On the From the 100 to the <coughs> four, 500 or whatever it is. Right. But uh, 
This essentially has <clears throat> shears, bandage, forceps, safety pin, a pencil, afterbite wipe, aspirin, ibuprofen, acetaminophen, and a histamine. It has some easy access bandages, butterfly closures, triple antibiotic ointment, antiseptic wipe, alcohol swab, and uh, uh, nitrile glove. Did I say that right? Nitrile? I think so. Yeah, okay. sure. Trauma pad, potato, wound potato. irrigation tool, multiple sterile gauze and dressings, and uh, bandages that are gauze, cloth tape, moleskin, cotton tip applicator. I mean, all this in one little pack. And yeah. you just never know. And it's a but. What's and you just said a great phrase. Uh, but you just never know. See, one of the things that I love about this kit was the guide that's in it. It's got a book. Yeah. That's in it, and it's not like a pamphlet. I mean, it's a serious freaking book. I went right. I went right to page 146 about poisonous snake bites, <laughs> about <laughs> viper bites, because I'm just. Moccasin paranoid at this point. Yeah, you are. Um, yeah, I don't blame you. But uh, yeah, and I don't. I, and honestly, I didn't know. I didn't know what you do about a, a, a venomous bite. And and it mentioned something that that said not to do that I thought you should do. So, Which is what? Um, I thought suction works to uh, pull venom out of a bite, and it doesn't. It makes it mm-hmm, worse. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and they specifically outlined that. So I was like, holy crap. Okay, but. But, man, really handy. And, I mean, cool. it's a big book. Yeah, this is a, a cool little pack. It's all nicely, you know, done together. Yeah, it's like a little suitcase. Yep. It's like it's all wrapped together. 39 bucks. 39 bucks for this? 39 bucks. $39. Okay. I mean, it, and like you said, it's got everything in it you could use if you got into, without a super heavy-duty triage situation, that could help you, you know? Mm. Okay. All right. I mean, so I this week's LV Hires, Inc., your tip of the week, Adventure Medical Kits, the Sportsman Series. Like if a bird bit your arm, Kirk. Yeah, yeah. like a gannet. A gannet got a hold of you. If a gannet grabbed you and you didn't know <laughs> that the beak was serrated and it, it's got a five-foot <laughs> wingspan. I'm here to help check. you, little bird. I'm going to help you. <laughs> check. I need to get this. Yeah. Come here and help me, big boy. I swear yeah. I look like <laughs> I had been in a razor fight. <laughs> I wonder oh, what page that's on. I would have used yeah, all the yeah, yeah. in the book. Chapter twelve. Where's Gannet bite? Mm-hmm. I would have used all the gauze in that, and the gauze in yours, Kevin, and the gauze in yours, Chris. It would have all been gone. Hey, I got a question. I, I got like a, a question for you guys. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, on on this little bag, medical kit, sportsman yeah. series bag. They've got this. The tags on the outside it gives you an idea of what's on the inside. Right. Of it. And uh, can you guys read that stuff without any kind of like cheater glasses or anything? Yeah, I can. No can? way, man. Yeah, I can barely right see this. Oh, yeah, zooming in on your phone. Well, no, it's, well, it's the same size as what you're looking cheating. at. That's cheating. It's not. It's the same size. It's zooming in on this phone. Yeah, I can read that. I can read that. <laughs> you cannot read I can that? Catch, I can catch reds just, on the I fly rod, know, too, but I, I got a flitter crab on there. I need, but, you know. I need to put a pair of cheaters in here so that when I, if something happens, I can read uh, the directions. I have no problem reading that. Stop and ask a doctor if conditions worsen. Really? Yeah. You can read that? Yeah. Well, he's had context. I had LASIK. Uh, oh, remember cheater. that? Was yeah. it 15 Total years ago? cheater. Yeah. yeah. Dr. Jerry it, it was Ma- about a Mida. year's worth of sponsorship, if I remember right. <laughs> we gave, we, well, we did. We did a commercial. You know, hey, it was hey, worth it. It was worth it for yeah, me. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> That's good for me. That's good for me. Yeah. How are you feeling? Uh, uh, all right, let's take a terrible. break. 641-1010, uh, <laughs> you listening to the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Jeff Logan with Captain Kirk Waltz. I'm Captain Kevin Favor. We'll be right back.
Hey, if you're looking to maybe improve your back patio because it's concrete and it, you know, you pressure wash it, but it just doesn't look right, man, there's a way to dress it up just like you can your garage. Shark coatings, amazing stuff. You will turn your garage instead of a, a storage area for junk to pile up. All of a sudden, your garage will get much cleaner just because that floor that Shark Coatings puts on it, all of a sudden, it makes it a room. It doesn't make it a storage unit. Anyway, Shark Coatings, check it out. All kinds of applications. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Jimmy Knight has got some first aid thoughts. Let's go talk to him. Good morning, Jimmy. Morning, fellas. How y'all doing? Morning, buddy. Man, this food is just fantastic, Jimmy. <laughs> What's that? What y'all eat? I just got on the radio. Oh, man, Gordon it. Gordon made us breakfast. It's his birthday, and he makes us breakfast. Yeah. I don't know how that works, but it's pretty I like, awesome. I like that. I, 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 like, I like it. Ah, it's like I a, like that. It's like a breakfast fried rice with uh, white rice, eggs, and a thinly sliced venison backstrap that has been cooked in onions, garlic, and mushrooms. Wow. Wow. I'm terrible. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, y'all killing me. Oh, Lord of mercy. Scotty. <laughs> But, so uh, uh, I just you had some thoughts about first little, aid. I did. The best thing I heard, you know, out of it when I got on was uh, that book. You know, knowing what to do. Right. You can have all the tools in the toolbox, and if you don't know what to do, you might make it worse than what it was. Mm-hmm. So, I think you know having that book in there is, uh, is a big deal to help out. Well, when you're in a, a situation and you need to 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 use the first aid kit, number one. Um, you already got an issue, and if you got something to refer to, I mean, even though we we as captains take a first aid course, yep, and we update it, you never can know everything. No, you can't. Hey, there's no way. It's it's like everything else. If you don't use it, you lose it. Exactly. Right. But, uh, but having that in your toolbox is, you know, like having the telephone number to your insurance company when something happens you, know, you can make a claim or knowing how to use a fire extinguisher yeah. just hanging there yep yep because you probably have never used one nope you know nope <laughs> <laughs> you know i mean i'm just saying you know all of a sudden something happens you got to go, go use a yep. fire extinguisher you're like uh yeah you know? oh, yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what kind of fire is it an a b or c right 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 going, oh, okay, yeah. Training's yeah. Kicking in and going yeah, yeah. Mm. You know, you're going to take a water extinguisher to an electrical fire. Yeah, uh, exactly. You. Uh, you're not supposed to, right? Um, no. Yeah. No. Call oh. that a boom. Don't want to go boom. Yeah. <laughs> no. Bada bing, bada no. boom. Let me make a note of that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter. Well, how's how things 13. been going, guys? Y'all doing good? Yeah, busy. We're doing, doing good. Busy. Busy. Right. Yep. Busy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's that time good. of year where we're fishing every day and, you know, it's, uh, you don't. Know what time? You don't know what day it is. You just get up at five o'clock every day, and you go launch the boat, and you you go fishing, and you come back and, and do it all over again. <laughs> yeah, rinse, dry, and repeat. That's yep. right. Yep, yep. So yeah. it's all good, Jimmy. We appreciate it. Y'all good. Hey guys, y'all have a good week. Y'all be safe out there in the mortars. Yep, Thank you, Jimmy. All right, Jimmy. Thanks, Jimmy. All right, uh, <clears throat> Top Gun. Yes, has a story for us. I'm sure. In the wide world of sports is going on there. Well, it's a special day, Top Gun. How are you boys doing? We're, we're doing fantastic. It's a very special day. There's a lot of a lot of great people that have birthdays today. It's not just Gordon or oh. Chef Gordon. Okay. 
Okay, Top Gun. There's also uh, Mr. Bobby Turner, who is, works at Jacksonville Clay Target Sports. Oh, sure, okay. sure, sure. Bobby, yeah, okay. yes, yes. Oh, wow. It's his birthday today. Happy birthday, Bobby. And then uh, another great American. Uh-huh. I mean, great American. Hall of Famer. Gordon. It's not Gordon. It's not Gordon. It's, no, it's Lester. Lester's birthday? Oh, really? Today? Really? A great Lester. American. It's a great American. Wow. He, probably today. he probably won't call in. He won't. That's great, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably sleeping in, you know, not paying attention. Yeah. You know, just typical Lester. He'll yeah. call it. He'll probably call it like 952. Three. 53? Yeah. 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 Hey, guys, what y'all doing? Yeah. I, I, I missed the show. I was busy doing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure, Lester. You weren't sleeping or anything. Anyway, maybe you had a big meal last night. What's up, Top Gun? Happy birthday, Lester, and everybody else in the free world that has a birthday today. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> it's nice to have y'all back. Uh, it's the first time I can remember that all three of y'all were gone <laughs> on the same day. It's a hunting and fishing show, and nobody was hunting or fishing. What the what? No, no, no. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> I called okay. him. Did you not pay attention, Top yeah, Gun? Yeah, he didn't because you called him from yeah, the water know, and so did I. Yes. I know Captain Kevin was fishing in the junior tournament yep. or something. Yeah, I called in yep. surrounded by finning sharks. That's right. That's and right. ladies. I do remember that. Yep. I mean, and it was speaking of sharks, ton of sharks. Gary was talking about rubber floating in the ocean. I hope those sharks take a bite out of that and their teeth get stuck. And they <laughs> die because they can't eat anything else. You're not a shark fan, are you? You're not a shark I fan. hate sharks. Sick of them. Well, you don't, hey, want to, you don't want to be out there right now, I can tell you that. Yeah. I'm going to be going to the bearded pig for the first time around the end of the month. And y- y'all said something about a coupon. Is there a coupon right now on me or what? No. No coupon. Well, just what's don't the go deal? You Monday. need to get on the stick. Y'all are the ones that brought it up. Hey, Top not Gun. Me. Top Gun. Yeah. If. If if you want to go, okay, okay, I'm going to call Chad after the show. I'm going to get okay. you a 50% discount for this coming Monday. Okay? This coming Monday. Does it have Bad. to be this coming Monday? Can it He's be bad. like... He's being rude. The end of the month? Yeah, you pick a Monday. And I'm gonna, I'll, okay. I'll get you a free meal on a Monday. You okay. won't, you definitely won't have to pay on Monday because they're closed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's such that's a jerk. How do you like that There's one, Top Gun? LTS baby. Yeah, yeah. Good one, good one. Hey, listen. Now uh, you were talking about these people playing loud music on their boats. Yeah. What if you're out there fishing and some guy pulls up next to you and starts blaring? The music and it's the best of Steely Dan. Is that acceptable? <laughs> it's still a major problem. Okay, okay, just check it. Yeah. Okay. I don't care if somebody pulls up alongside me and starts cranking Neil Diamond. It's an irritant. Okay, you don't right. play loud music Ritchie, while you're fishing on, and ruin. Yeah. Right. Well, you the serenity right. of nature. It's called the serenity of nature. Yeah. But there okay, is. If you want to go to a rock show? There go is, to a rock show. But there is one song that he's good with. <laughs> no, that's not gonna float either. That's Ed Popek driving down the river right yeah, there. Right. Yeah, he's got his fake mullet on. Yeah, Tesla. I'm gonna catch smallmouth.
Okay, well, let me, yep. let me leave you with this. Yep. Here's a few things. Here's a few things that you will never hear a redneck say. You with me? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Has anybody seen the sideburn trimmers? <laughs> By Ronco? You can't. You the can't Ronco feed, presents? You can't feed that to the dog. <laughs> Do you have a small bag of pork lines? <laughs> the tires are way too big for that truck. Oh, She's wow. way too old to be wearing a bikini. <laughs> and, and last but not least, hurry up and get in here. There's an episode of Hee Haw on that we haven't seen. <laughs> hey, us, baby! Oh, Lordy. I will tell you that was awesome, but I have seen, I, I know I've seen every episode of He All. I oh, guarantee I've, I've seen oh, it twice. Oh, yeah. Well, it was, okay, it was it's not my favorite. Oh, my Come on, man. No, it's not my favorite. Uh, I watched when I was well, a kid. Buck Owens? I couldn't. Roy Clark? Like, but look, I love Will Clark and Buck Owens, but I mean, well, he all, yeah, it was just kind of corny for me. Yeah, it, it was. It, it, was, Cl- it was a time when I lives and things corny were funny. Yeah, that's right. And it was it was my grandfather's. I mean, uh, Papa, yeah. that was his favorite show, man. Oh, and, yeah. and so you, when you sat down to watch TV, that's, that's what I'd you rather watch. Andy and Opie and Barney. Yeah, but, but Andy and Opie and Barney weren't primetime, you know, where Hee Haw was yeah. primetime. They weren't ever primetime. Andy Griffith show was never primetime. You sure about that? I don't know. I don't, I, but, I don't know about that. For, for when we grew up, it wasn't primetime. But right. I think back in the day, it probably was. I don't know if it was or not either. Yeah. I can't remember. But Hee Haw, I think, was like Saturday night. It was Saturday, Saturday night. You, yeah. had, you had like, it was kind of comical because you had like Lawrence Welk, if you yeah, can remember that. that. Absolutely. Lawrence oh, Welk was terrible. On There's, another channel, oh, which the was younger generation awful. that's listening to our show going, yeah. what the hell are you oh, talking yeah, yeah, Exactly. I know it. But, yeah. but they're on YouTube and you got to watch it because it's so stinking funny. Oh, it's funny. Some they of the hee so stuff good. was funny. It, it, it absolutely was funny. Yeah, it was, it was we're, funny. We're, it's very funny. And once again, we're overdue for a break. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, and, and to be quite hey, honest, it, now, you couldn't show that show now. No, absolutely not. Oh, my gosh. No. Yeah. No, you, you could not. They'd hey, be picketing uh, outside. And Scotty Brown, studio. call back in because I have a very serious conversation. Uh-oh. I do. I, I have a question for Scotty Brown. Uh-oh. And it came up this week, and I have a question for him. All right. Well, uh, while you're preparing to ask, yes. okay, yes. Scotty's dialing back in. I'm okay, going to tell good. everybody real quick that if you, uh, if you need some equipment, there's one place to go, and that's Coastal Equipment. Two locations, though, New Kings Road here in Jacksonville, and then in McClenny. Has the full line of Kubota products, Gravely Zero Turn Mowers, all the hot seat pressure washers, and the steel power equipment. And I'm just telling you right now, that Gravely mower, okay, just ask my good buddy Gene and his wife Tammy, that Gravely is money. I, I, I love mine. The only thing about the Gravely is, is that it just doesn't float. It doesn't float. It does not float. Just ask Kevin's brother. <laughs> yeah, no, okay, it, that it is not meant to go in the water. It's not. Yep. Yeah. It doesn't float. 904-641-1010. you got to have a truck to get it out with. Right here in, <laughs> on the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. Come on, Freddy. Oh, good Lord. Uh, Stack M Storage. If you got Stack a boat trailer storage. in the yard and the HOA is uh, police or... 
HOA police, that is, are giving you a hard time and you know, I get that trailer out of the yard. Okay, stack them storage, man. They come and pick it up and uh, keep it stored for you and then service your trailer yep. when you need it. They'll bring it back to you. Stack M Storage. Go to the homepage of OutdoorShow.com. Click on the Stack M Storage logo, and you'll find out all the information that you need. All right, uh, Kevin, you got a question for the famous Scotty Brown. Let's go to the phone lines because he has dialed us in. Morning, Scotty Brown. Morning, guys. How's it going? Good, 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 good. So Watch Kevin, out. you have a question? I Scott, do. Scotty's in a mood, though. Be careful. Yep. I oh fished with... A bunch of my good buddies from Columbus, Georgia, this week. Fished with them on Monday and Wednesday. Um, landowners, all right? Uh-huh. And they have ponds. Um, so, and and they they love to fly fish. So, we're talking, you know, and, and you know, they, they were showing me pictures of brim and this, that, and the other. And they're like, hey, if you really want to have a blast, if you really want to get into fly fishing on your ponds, mm-hmm. They stock rainbow trout, and they stock them in 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 the early fall. It, 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 like they they buy one pounders and five pounders, mm-hmm. and they live all the way through spring. And then when the water gets hot, they die. They die. But they're talking. They they said that the whole winter though, they, they catch they catch rainbow, rainbow trout. trout on 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 dry flies, huh. and they said it's an absolute ball. Have you, Scotty, have you heard of this? I've, oh, yeah, I've heard of that. And uh, we recommend uh, people, they'll stock small rainbow trout because they're great largemouth bass forage. Stock them uh, in late September. Uh, and then, uh, yes, they'll die, you know, depending on where you're at, March or April. What would be the Georgia cost? Georgia North Carolina, we have clients that they, do that. They said it's not crazy. It's not crazy expensive? no. no. You would think that buying rainbow from a hatchery yeah. compared to shiners, let's say, would yeah, be much more expensive. Yeah, I mean, you're well, talking a big fish, five-pound fish? Yeah. That's a good sign. Well, you're not buying a five-pound fish to feed a bass. But, I mean, my point is, is that if you're looking to buy food for a bass, right. what's the cost difference, Scotty, between like a rainbow well, trout? I would do it for, for he's know, talking about to, doing to, it for to fun. feed the bass. You would do, okay, you would do it. I guess. Yeah. He's talking about doing it for fun. Yeah, he's doing He's stocking it um, adults, and they're catching them on fly rods I mean, for four four or five months and then they got it but they have to restock them again but yeah they um there's that's not unfeasible that's very well, feasible well, what's a five pound ba- uh rainbow cost i have no idea um largemouth bass if um some states um landowners are trying to buy large bass and they go lar- large mouths go about 10 to 12 dollars a pound whoa <laughs> So I, don't, I imagine I those no rainbows are a little bit I higher. Need, I need to start selling some bass. I, yeah, no I kidding. I have no idea how uh, <laughs> how, uh, <clears throat> how much they, they, uh, they, the they, What they talked about is the one-pounders, you know, by January and February stuff are, are four- and five-pounders. They grow. Yeah, they grow, they grow fast. Yeah. Um, if you got the fours there, they grow fast. And when you stock them for bass, I mean, you're only stocking them three to four inches. And what we tell our clients is when you stock them in the fall by the spring, you know they're going to die, so start fishing for them and catch them out and eat them because they are, they are eating size by the spring when you stock uh-huh. them for bass. Interesting. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Never would have thought of that. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. And, and they talk about, I, my first thing was, is, well, okay, i got a hundred of them in there, and they all start dying, or they floating mm-hmm. around my pond. They're like, no, they sink. They just hmm. decay. Hmm. Yeah. Hey, I yeah, got a question. A, we have a big client over there around uh, just north of Columbus, Georgia. That we started working for a couple of years ago. Hmm. 
I've like never heard of that. Hey. Oh, we got a text last, uh, actually this morning, guys, at 1.30. Uh, Josh has submitted his fourth and final chapter for his thesis. Oh, nice. Wow. So Congratulations. He will be doc- in two weeks from yesterday, he will be Dr. Brown. Oh, my goodness. How, wow. how great is that? Congratulations. <laughs> can we, can, will we be able to be in the same room as yeah. him? I mean, he's, you know, he's a <laughs> Trust doctor. Trust me, he's not like that. Well, at least not around me. He's not like that because he knows he ain't getting away with it. So. <laughs> wasn't, awesome. wasn't the guy from Back to the Future, wasn't that Dr. Brown? Doc Brown. Doc, Doc Brown. Brown. Yeah, right. Very good. We're going to call Josh Doc Brown now. Doc Brown. You can yeah. call him 1.1 gigawatts. <laughs> well, you and Kim must be really proud, Scott. Yeah, that's, congratulations. That's, that's cool stuff. So, you, so, yeah, are, we, are you going to call him Dr. Brown? I might call him Doc Brown from the movie. That's I had thought of that not long after he had started this venture. And then, and then, when you want to reach out to him, paging Doctor Brown, paging Doctor Brown. <laughs> there you go. So he, uh, we go out uh, in two weeks. We go out for about five days, and he, uh, he'll get uh, he'll get his doctorate, and we're going to hang out with him and have him a party for his friends and his professors, and um, then he'll move to he'll probably move uh, late August, early September. He's moving to DC. He has a job already with the Smithsonian Institute. Wow. What, 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 really? That's what, awesome. What wow. school will the doctorate be from? Is that the Texas A&M? Uh-huh. University of okay. Texas, El Paso. Okay. Okay. Texas, UTEP. El Paso. Okay. And then, um, while he's at the Smithsonian, he's actually getting his postdoctorate, which he's still going to be working with UTEP and the Smithsonian at the same time. Okay, somebody fill me in on what a postdoctorate is. Isn't that like a PhD? Well, no, he's getting the PhD with what he's done now. The postdoctorate is like you go somewhere and you work, and that I think it kind of proves that you could work in a university setting or it allows you to go work in a university setting. So okay, if he gets so that, it's like a... if he gets that, do you call him Dr. Doctor? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Dr. Fine, Dr. Howard, Dr. Fine. Great. <laughs> well, that's huge. Smithsonian yeah, Institute. Cool, cool how, deal, how, man. how incredible yeah, is that? He, he's known about that for about six months, but we haven't told anybody. But I think I told, I might have told you guys. But Well, I, it's just that, between us right now. Right, so. Yeah, we, we won't tell yeah. anybody. So, but no, it's it's official. So they're anxious for him to move up there and get started. So That's incredible. He'll that's be working the genetics news. on 100 year old duck specimens. Mm hmm. Man, they have like a all museums have like a collection of animals, and so he's going to be doing. So, if we go visit him, will he give us the the inside tour of the Smithsonian? Uh, um, I guess eventually he could. Yeah. What What's the name of that movie? Uh, Night at the Museum. That's great. great. Yeah, I've asked him about that. I go, you can spend the night there and see if anything moves. (laughs) Have you ever been (laughs) to the Smithsonian? This is totally got to. I've not even been in Washington D.C. I'm kind of. Anxious about him moving there for a little while. I could spend days in there, really. Oh yeah, yeah, in the Smithsonian. Yeah, yeah. You can keep the rest of Washington D.C. I'll take the monuments and I'll take the Smithsonian. That's about it. Yep. And Josh's mom said she's excited because it's about uh, twenty hours closer than where he lives. Yeah, <laughs> where he lives now. <laughs> yeah, that's a positive. Ride yeah, that's yeah. Wow, that's great news. Yeah, Scotty. congrats, cool. Scotty, and t- pass it on to Josh. Yep. So now Will that do. now that he's a, a doctor, does he have to carry a duck sized stethoscope around his neck, or <laughs> how, how does that work? <laughs> oh, At least does he doctor carry jokes, duck, and, duck and calls, now, but <laughs> my duck calls. And, and now does he get to charge a bill? <laughs> oh, that's. Man, oh. It's getting worse, guys. That's, that's, that's worse. like that's yeah. like Top Gun, yeah. like. Uh, yeah. he, 
you remedial guys top gun stuff. Like trying to be trying to be, like trying to be but not. No, I, I don't write any of this stuff down or plan it. I just kind of wing it. Yeah, <laughs> it shows. <laughs> Thanks, Scotty. All right, guys. We well, have a good week. Good yep. talking to you. Yep. Thanks, good Scotty. To you. Nine zero four six four one ten ten. We come back. Uh, got a got a couple tarpon stories to share yeah. real quick, and uh, and then there's a story about a nude beach. Oh, there was a nude beach story. Well, oh, kinda. that's always we'll share that story right here on the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. Right after these messages. Love me some lonesome George. <laughs> So I got a, an email yesterday from my good buddy Steve Tebergen at Claude Dolan Cadillac. And they had a trade-in this week of a GMC Sierra 1500 crew cab. I mean, this thing is like, I mean, it's like really, really nice. Uh, white, jet black interior, 9,000 miles, four-wheel drive. For more details, you got to call Steve up at Claude Dolan Cadillac. Uh, they'll, they'll take care of you. I've, I've bought all kinds of pre-owned vehicles from them, and they're always top-notch. So they're located on South South Boulevard, just north of JTV. All right, so uh, while we're down Sanibel, mm-hmm. there is a, a beach that has quite the reputation, or had at least for years it did, and it was called Bowman's Beach. Yeah, that's near St. Pete, isn't it? No, no, it's on Sanibel. Sanibel Island? Yeah, it's on Sanibel okay. Island. And uh, for years... It was a clothing optional beach. Ah, like Plalinda Beach. <laughs> so, and uh, so while uh, we went for a bike ride when we were down there, me and Tara were going for a bike ride. That's I had nuts. to go that way. Right. And uh, she goes, You know, I haven't been to Bowman's Beach in years. And I was like, Well, you want to just go check it out? And she goes, Sure. And she goes, It's a nude beach. I'm like, Let's definitely go check it out. <laughs> so she brought it up, right? She brought it she up. She brought it me. up. Right? I didn't want my idea. Yeah, what, a know? Country, huh? yeah, what a country, huh? What a country. What a country. Holy smokes. I cannot believe it. What a country. So we uh, ride down the road, and all of a sudden, here comes this road that's uh, going to a dead end. I'm like, well, this is kind of the perfect setting for. Is this, is this where it comes off? I, well, that's what I was trying to figure out. Yeah. Do I? Do I? Have I thought to, I've always wondered when does that happen. Do I have to take my clothes off in the parking lot? Boy, you I need mean, huh? Where do so, they start? There's yeah, a little sign. That, do you ever do? Do you just skip? Yeah, exactly. Or you just you go just from the house to the car right, and right. run real quick so nobody I never sees have you. Understood just, that. Yes. There's a little sign that says "disrobe here." <laughs> yeah. Here's so the sign. as we're as we're riding in there on the bikes, people all have their clothes on. I'm like, well, I guess you they wait till they get to the beach, okay. right? So that's right, why I was sure. thinking, just like you. Okay. And there's these boardwalk bridges that go over these uh, kind of mangrove areas. And we get to the beach and everybody's got their clothes on. I'm like, I thought you said this was a new beach. Yeah, totally disappointed. Well, yeah. then, totally disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was like, you know, I was getting ready to go nude. And that's good. Then. But anyway, uh, it, it, they changed the policy oh, there. After it, uh, six. I don't know exactly when it changed, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's now not a clothing optional beach anymore. Now it's a very popular, family-oriented yeah. uh, clothes-on beach. Oh. So anyway, <laughs> Damn. Uh, <laughs> Damn the luck. slightly disappointed to say, <laughs> right. to be honest. Right. But but you know it's okay. You know, 
crap. Yeah, they ain't the pretty sight. Uh, there's there's yeah, not, because well, I can well, honestly you know, say I'm that. I'm sorry, but when the dudes are standing there looking at the surf rods, it's like, this ain't right. No. I, went to, I went to Jamaica yeah. one the, the time. The dude on the paddle board a couple weeks ago, ain't right. What but is that? We were in Jamaica oh, yeah. years back, <laughs> and there was a beach that was that was clearly nude. Oh, yeah. And How could you tell? Because there was some... <laughs> The people didn't need to take the clothes off. Exactly. Uh, that's the yeah the the difference between the imagination and the reality. Yeah, that's exactly right. Chris. Well, yeah. so when you when you get all excited about the nude beach thing, it's really it's not that great. No, it's no. not. It's great. definitely now, not exciting. If you go to Miami on some of the beaches that aren't considered nude, that probably might impress you. But anyway, <laughs> well, my buddy Corey says there's some things in life you can't unsee. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh right. yeah. So, oh my eyes. The day that we were trying to get back into in the afternoon or the the morning to get back into Ding Darling to go fishing, <laughs> when the the feds decided they needed an extra day. Oh, oh yes, right, no, that's right. Not, so they needed an extra yeah. day to clean the road. We needed to find a place to go fishing. So, <laughs> I've got this app on my phone, and it's a kayak app, and it said that there was a kayak launch point at Bowman's Beach. Well, remember I told you about the bridge that goes yeah. over this water? So we got had a discussion, me and and my son Dylan and Ross, and we're like, let's go to Bowman's Beach. The other option maybe Tarpon Bay to see if it's open. But it may not be. That's also a part of the National Wildlife Refuge there as well, that office where they open up that little access to Tarpon Bay. So we're like, let's just go to Bowman's. It's a, it's a uh, city of Sanibel Beach or State Park, whatever it is. We're going there. So we go there, we launch, and literally we launch, and it's just mangrove after mangrove, and it's a big area. We got, you know, I got the one of the greatest tools in the world, by the way, GPS. Is, is the satellite <laughs> image from Google. Yeah. Oh, I you agree. You can literally find the deep sloughs and everything in the mangroves by looking at the satellite yep. version. So we were looking at that, trying to figure out where to go back here in this park. And uh, so. While we launch, and literally we launch, and there's the walkover going to the beach, and me and Ross start heading, which would be, I guess, to the north, and Dylan, we saw a tarpon roll. Dylan's staying there, and, you know, he's got this, he ties his own flies now, mm-hmm. and the cool story is that he's fishing a rod that Bob McNally gave him, mm-hmm. and it was one that Willie had to fix the cork handle on the day before we left, or a couple days before we left. Mm-hmm. And me and Ross, we're 100 yards north, and Dylan's staying there trying to catch this tarpon, and all of a sudden he's like, Dad, Ross, you know, he's got a tarpon on. Nice. Wow. On a rod that Bob gave him that on Willie fixed, yeah. on a tie, on a fly that he tied, yeah. and he's got this 15-pound tarpon, and it's going bananas. It was incredible. That's awesome. Great pictures. He literally is shaking once he netted it and starts getting teary-eyed because he, it's his first tarpon on the fly. Yeah. And on a fly that he tied – on and, a rod that Bob gave him. Well, and the cool thing Willie in there, fixed. those tarpon aren't very big. I mean, back in those mangroves, I mean, the ones I saw weren't very big. A 30, 30 pounds right. was, would be giant. But you see a lot of 15, 10, 15 A lot pounders. of them like that, yeah. Oh, oh, all over. Those. And they're back there just rolling in those little holes. Yep. Yeah. It was such a cool thing yeah. to and throw I those threw, little pilchards in there on. I threw everything in the book at them. Pilchards. Well, I, I, we're fishing artificial, Kurt. I, I know. You know, so I, I've got I got paddle tail, I got curly tails, and I got the one thing that I didn't try. I had a five inch jerk bait. Okay, but uh, the problem is, is that I didn't have any 
weightless hooks. All I had was jig heads. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so he catches this fish. It's awesome. I caught some redfish. Ross caught some fish. We caught some snook. Awesome place. Kayaker's dream. Had a great time. And then between there and going to Matt Lachey, I went by that Sunshine Ace Hardware and picked up some more jerk baits or some jerk baits. And then also, uh, I'm a big fan, of, and I fish this bass fishing all the time, and, and some people laugh at it. I love a 3 aught offset worm hook mm-hmm. and a five inch jerk bait. Yeah. You can rig it weedless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. And that's what I was catching the tarpon on in Matt Lachey. How about that? That's what I caught the tarpon on and cobia on in the Atlantic Ocean mm-hmm. here in Jacksonville, St. Augustine. And uh, and that's what I caught the fish on. I had five strikes and it was on a, like a smelt color. And uh, and it was on a three uh, three aught offset worm hook. That the tar- the pictures that were up on our Facebook page this week. Great pictures. Great pictures. Great pictures. And most people will think, my gosh, the photographer needs an award. Yeah. And and he does. And my son actually took all of that video with his cell phone, with his cell phone, with his iPhone. <laughs> wow. That 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 series of pictures that was posted up this week. That's not still pictures that he took. Those are still pictures that we stole from the video because you can go frame by frame with yep. an iPhone and steal the picture. So, you know, he basically sna- or, or took the screenshot or the yeah. picture of the video and went at the perfect time. Great pictures. <laughs> Great pictures. Stuff. But if you try to blow them up and expand them, they get a little grainy and pixelated. But for the purpose of being on our, our Facebook page, they were tremendous. And, uh, and that one, Kirkley, you talk about a lot of young tarpon right i caught one at matt lachey the first day that was probably like 15 pounds Mm -hmm. and the second day and the second day i had five strikes and uh i broke one off two off well broke one off other one spit the hook and then uh missed this hook set on another one because the drag was real loose and it was my fault the last one i caught he was about and i asked kevin about how big he was he was about what 50 50 ish yeah Great fish, great yeah, fish, great fish, and and here's the crazy thing, that fifty pound fish was caught on my redfish trout snook yeah. rod. That was not a tarpon rod. Yeah, I they didn't have a tarpon rod. Right. You know, it's funny when we were being guided down there, the rods he had in the boat were all light tackle. I mean, nothing like you and I would right. use for a tarpon. Right. I mean, not medium heavies. Right. Mediums, all light tackle stuff, and that's what we. I hooked. I hooked one and jumped. Jumped two two times before I lost it. But that's all they use. Yeah. Little rods. Yeah, the first well, tarpon. I mean, why? You, you know what I mean? I mean, why not? Yeah, yeah I mean, if, yeah, if, if I mean, you can handle it. Yeah, and yeah, I, 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 didn't know, I didn't know if that rod would be able to handle it, but it yeah. did. I mean, Say, it handled no problem. 20-pound braid? I had 20-pound, the UltraCast that yep. you gave me years ago. Yep, yep. On, uh, and, and it's a custom rod that I had made a few years ago. Somebody made for me. It's a really nice rod. And I had 20-pound UltraCast. Spider wire, right? Is that spider wire? Okay. And then the first tarpon I caught, I caught him on 25-pound test fluorocarbon because I was just using that for snook. Yep. On the second day when we went back because we knew we were going to try to go for tarpon, the first one that I broke off at 25, and it was much bigger fish. It was like 40, 50 pounds. I was like, man, I got to go up. Yeah, you do. So I went up to 40 pound. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest I had, and that was basically because I use that for sheep's head sometimes around docks. I had 40 pound in my bag. I put 40 pound on with that uh, little five inch jerk bait with offset worm hook. And man, it was money. Had five hits. Wow, five good. hits. So nice. 
Awesome stuff. Yep, and, fun if you haven't seen it, go to our Facebook page and check it out. And then I got some pictures that I'm going to post up later in the week of uh, some of the other experiences that we had there. And uh, it was awesome. It was a great trip and, uh, and loved every minute of it. And seeing the joy on a young fly fisherman's fisherman's face yeah. to, to catch something that on something that he tied, mm-hmm. that was cool. Yeah, that's cool That stuff. was very cool. All right, if you'd like to join us, 904-641-1010. We come back. We're going to ring power cat tip of the week right here on the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. All right, so uh, before we get to our ring power cat tip of the week, uh, Robert Fosky Kevin wanted to see if you remember this. Did you remember the beach south of Michler's that was clothing optional back in the early 80s? Yes, sir. You do? 100%. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he said, naked noodling, how big a man are you? <laughs> I still think I'm the not funniest doing any story, naked noodling, man. I still think the funniest story, one of them I've ever heard, was when y'all were up there fishing that tournament off of Play Linda, and y'all went in there with you and Brian LeSage and went to get bait. It, well, it was, it was me, Brian LeSage, Clegg. Yep. And carry. Yeah. And pulling in on the beach to throw the cast net. And <laughs> you're going, oh, there's some naked women up there. And then you pull up there and it's three guys yeah, surf fishing. Surf fishing. So it was no naked? Women? No. So the guy just had man boobs. First off, I wasn't the first one to see it. I had the net in my mouth, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the He's bait, working. And, and, and you know who was the first one to see it? It was Clegg. Ben. Clegg, yeah. You know, he's like, hey, them dudes are naked. <laughs> and my wife's like, Yep. <laughs> and then you get to that conversation like we talked about. At yeah. what point do you yeah, do I that? I don't know. I you don't, leave the house I with mean, your surf they, rod they, the and go. They, they just had their hands on their hips and they're looking at the rod tip. You know, wait, and I'm like, that's that is that's awful. You get sunburnt. Yeah. All right, uh, let's uh, let's do our oh, you gotta, cat. You, you, tip of the week. <laughs> Come on, tip of the week. Tip of the week. Oh. There we go. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, let's Don't talk about the red tide. Let's go back fish, to that red okay? tide discussion down yeah. in South Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you get a rash from red tide? I don't know. Goodness, goodness. All right, let's get back to, to concentrating here a little bit. And it's time now this for the Ring Power Cat Tip of the Week, folks. Ring Power in the Cat Rental Store has the youngest fleet in the industry and a wide range of equipment to choose from to handle any need that you may have. To make Saw sure a wide business range of equipment on that beach runs smoothly. Mm-hmm. Anyway, ask me about equipment again in Guana because I, there was a cool machine that I saw there the other day. Uh, this week's tip: the the wind. To kind of preface this, I had a conversation with my son, and he's dying to go catch a tarpon in the pogey pods on the beach. Sure, and I keep telling him, I was like, dude. It can't be east wind every morning to try yeah. to launch a kayak in the surf. No, You're going to get tough. smoked. Yeah, yeah you want to do there's that. There's been some serious swells this week, too. Okay, so you with an east that. wind, you also have really clear water Beautiful. that happens. Beautiful right? water. I mean, crystal clear yeah. water. Yeah, when we get three or four days out of the southeast, all that Gulf Stream water pushes in. It gets gorgeous. So yeah. what do you? What, what does that do to the fishing? Well, uh, Kirk, Kirk talks about this all the time. If you look at Kirk's tackle box, he, he'll have – because we're – I'm not, I don't want to go specifically king fishing here, but most of what everybody does this time of year offshore is slow troll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, you know, most of the time we're 25 pound fluorocarbon, number six or number four, treble hooks, one knot live bait hooks. Yep. Um, but when it gets like this, you you can't pull that tackle sometimes. Because, I mean, I watched it this week. The fish kind of come up and they're like, 
eh, eh. You know, that yeah. doesn't, they, they can see stuff. You know, Kirk, you talk about it all the time. Okay, if you're using a bronze hook, you may have to switch to a silver hook. That's you know, right. if you're using number fours, you may have to, to go down to number sixes. If you're using 25-pound fluorocarbon, you may have to go to 12 or 15 just to create a bite. You know, and I had a perfect example of that last week. I did that one day, mm-hmm. and we fished up off the Nassau bottom, and I had to put 40 yards of 20-pound fluoro and go to number eights. Wow. Number eights. Num- a 3X number eight silver hooks to get those kingfish to eat. Yeah. Because they wouldn't eat. Yeah, and they you were marking them. Right. Or you were marking something that you thought were kingfish. I mean, it's, you know, you're, you're, there's a lot of guess in it, but they had been there and we thought for sure that's what they were. And sure enough, a little bit of chumming and, and they fired off. Yeah. We, we went four for seven. Mm, but awesome. it was real dinky hooks. And all you do is you just back off the drags. Right. But you got to have that, you know, and I, I'll tell you who really taught me that was Eddie Smith mm-hmm. and Chad Starling. With all the different color hooks, the silvers, the black, the red, cadmium, the reds, mm-hmm. yep. bleeding reds, and it does make a difference. Yep. I, I think, I, first of all, a lot of little things can make a difference. Mm-hmm. You know, when it comes to downsizing your tackle. Oh, you're absolutely right. You're adding them all up. You know, and and that kind of sums up the ring power tip of the week is the clear water and, and downsizing some of the tackle. But it, it's 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 kind of even still goes back to what we were talking about earlier about the guy playing the loud music. In right. the mangroves. I mean, look, you, you gotta, you gotta act a little stealth-like. Your stealth-like can be in your approach from your boat to your tackle to so many different ways. Well, I even tell people in the boat when I get young, younger people in the boat, don't and they're running around and they're stomping because <laughs> yep. they get mad because they miss a the fish. I right. Go, don't do that. And they go, why? I go, look, if you were gonna sneak up on a squirrel in your front yard, you know, would you run out the front door and get behind a tree, and then when you came out behind a tree, stomp your feet? I said, do you think you're going to get close to them? Same thing with fish. They they feel those vibrations through their lateral line. Yeah. All right, okay, you Chris, know? you can kill the music on a ring power tip of the week because, I mean, that's a perfect segue to what I wanted to talk about is that you're bringing up a point about when we're talking about being stealth-like. And stealth-like can mean so many different things from the tackle that you use to the way that you drive your boat. Oh, yeah, To absolutely. the way that you act in the boat, to the things that you do or don't do in your boat. And I, and I will say this, that uh, – that over the last couple of weeks, you know, I'm kind of new to this kayak fishing and I'm, in, I'm digging it. And it, and, I, and the little things like the music and the jet skis kind of set me off because I mean, in a kayak, it is unbelievably quiet mm-hmm. and it is amazingly stealth-like. And that old town kayak that we have with, that I have with the pedal drive and then the one that Dylan has with the Minn Kota, I'm telling you, you catch fish Right at the at the kayak. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Whereas a lot of times when you're in a boat, you don't. I'll never forget. It was what, fifteen years ago. You and I were running south down St. Augustine, and there was a giant pokey pokey pot off Crescent Beach. Mm-hmm. And you came up on it first, and you called me on the phone. You said, "Kirk, slide down this way. There's a giant pod. There's plenty of room, and there's tarpon all in it." And our buddy, retired chief mm-hmm. in the Navy. Came down there and what was it? The what was the name of his boat? The Blackhawk yep. or? Oh, and he came flying up in that bait pod, and I was on one end, and Kevin was on the other end. Those tarpon went from wide open to just gone, just gone. And that that's the one thing that I kind of found out this week is that you know how sometimes if you catch something in in your boat and then your boat kind of maybe drifts over the spot, the fish shut down. I drifted over spots with that old town. And it didn't bother. It didn't bother. Him. No, yeah. it didn't bother. Him. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
And what was cool was really this is the first time that me and Dylan have been able to be side by side in, in the kayak that he has and the one that I have. And, and he has the 136 autopilot, which has the trolling motor on it, GPS enabled. And I've got the, the, the 120 Salty, which has a pedal drive. The max speed on the on the Minn Kota one is about three point six miles an hour, right? Which is great. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, heck, I mean, who can sit back and you know push a button and go for the pedal kayak that I'm in? And I don't know what the Hobies do. The Hobies, I think, are are much slower. But in that old town, I'm running, I'm I'm running side by side with Dylan, and I'm not even breaking a sweat. I'm just casually pedaling, running three and a half miles an hour. Mm. And if I if I got on it. I could run six and a half miles an hour in that thing. Six and a half miles an hour in a kayak. Well, look at from your pedaling. legs. Holy crap. And well, what was cool. <laughs> You're six foot four, six five. You, you, what was the one, one? Take a guess at what the one question was legs. that everybody My wanted to short ask legs, me. I'd be going 1.5 miles an yeah. hour. That people wanted to ask me about catching a tarpon in a kayak. Take a guess at what the first question was everybody wanted to know. Did it drag you around? Exactly. Yeah. That's the first question that everybody asked, and what was cool is that I saw you pedaling backwards. Yeah, the pedal drive. I saw in the video you sent me. You, you were go going backwards. Pedal, it's like a recumbent bike. So That's if you pedal cool. forward, you go forward. When you want to go backwards, or the tarpon is getting trying to drag you, you just pedal backwards or just slowly. I'll never forget Mike Coke and I did a did a video where we did a, a mothership with a, for a television show. Right. And we put two kayaks in a boat, and we go out in the St. John's River. Guy wants to catch a bull rig out of kayak. Mm-hmm. So we pitch him out of the boat. I give him the rods. I give him the crab. I say, throw him over there. Let him soak. That's kind of cheating, too, by it the way. It is. But anyway, they hooked the bull rig. Totally cheating. So totally Mike cheap. and I are sitting in a boat, and, and the cameraman's videotaping these guys. And all of a sudden, this bull rig starts dragging him into the main channel of the river. And there's a ship coming. And Mike's going, is he hey. A, is he in a pedal kayak and he's, or a, p- no, or a he's paddle? paddle? And he's okay, going, hey. Good. It's dragging me into the channel, and Mike goes, hey, loosen the drag. <laughs> Hello, loosen the drag. McFly. See, McFly. that's the thing. And, and when, paddle over here. It was so funny, and I'm over there just laughing, trying when to laugh I off the camera. caught you know? that tarpon, I didn't have to loosen the drag. Yeah. I just pedaled backwards. Yeah, that's you know? a big and then when you're it, fishing in five feet of water? Yeah, five or six. It's shallow over yeah. there. Five or six, yeah. and then... Uh, if it got really shallow, which it did in some places that we fished around the, or were kind of traveling around the mangroves, yeah, that pedal drive and also Dylan's Minn Kota system, you just put, it pops up and out of the water. Yeah. And so now you got a, you got a big hole in your kayak, but now you just, you paddle mm-hmm. and awesome. 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 I'm hooked, man. I'm hooked. I can tell. Tara, she, we came back after the first day of Matt Lachey and she had, ridden on the kayak a little bit, Sanibel, just for a little quick run. She gets on it when we come back from fishing on Saturday, and I said, come on, let's go. I said, I'm, I want to take you out because this is going to be her kayak. I, I, I want to get the, the big water 132, a little bit bigger one. So she hops in the kayak. The place that we were staying at had two kayaks with paddles and, you know, life jackets. And so I grabbed one of them and Taylor put her in one, and we go out and paddle, and Tara's just casually pedaling. She caught like six speckled trout in in that pedal kayak. And she was like, that is so awesome. I am hooked. This is incredible. And so her and Dylan go fishing. Me and Taylor go off and paddle towards the mangroves in these other, you know, little kayaks. I mean, there's not only know what yeah. kind they are. Yeah. You paddle. We come back about 30 minutes later, 
And Tara passes us up. And I said, where are you going? She goes, oh, I'm going to go get a workout. I'm going to go pedal around in a kayak. And so she goes for like 30 minutes of hard pedaling and gets a cardio workout out. Smart. Yeah. So Smart. I was like, that was cool, man. Low I, impact. I, I like it because it's low impact. Exactly. I, I can go fishing. Doesn't stress out. <laughs> Give me a little exercise at the same off. time, man. What's wrong with that? You know, the cool thing I thought about. We, we've got to take a break. About Naples was the fact that the, there's not a lot of stuff on the bottom, rocks and stuff. It's leaves. No. Yeah. Yes. You know, and oysters, a little bit of oyster beds, and then the mangroves. Yes. So there's not it's, a lot of snag. No, there's not. Uh, Unless and, you're in the trees. Yeah, you get around the mangroves? Yeah. Oh, buddy. Oh, yeah. Buddy. Anyway, uh, a quick tip. If you ever decide to go down there, look seriously, look at the Google satellite shots. That's where we, we pinpointed some areas to catch fish where we were trying to find some deeper troughs. Right. Around the edges Which of the Which is the, the darker water. The darker water. Right, right. Exactly. Looking at the satellite pictures. And for for a couple uh, slappies that had no idea where to go, we figured it out and we caught fish. And it was due in large part to looking at some of the satellite photos and planning a little bit in advance. It That's was awesome. All right. Nine zero four six four one ten ten. We come back. Uh, Mitch, believe it Mitch or not. Mitch checking in. Uh, has uh, said he's going to be good. We'll find out. Uh, and then also wanted to talk to you guys about the missing diver yeah. and, uh, and, the, and the information very that's tragic. out on some of that, very which tragic. is very tragic. Yeah. And we'll Terrible. talk about that and more right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. And folks, uh, if you're looking to maybe get a kayak or a paddle board, Boy, there's one place to go. That's Hagen Coastal Outfitters. Uh, got multiple locations around the area. Talk to Clay and his guys, and you can do the try it before you buy it and everything. And if you're interested in one of the Old Town pedal kayaks, you better call them quick because when they get some more in, they're going to go fast. And uh, just I can like tell anything you, else, in yes, the I mean industry right now, everything is like in short supply. Oh yeah, everything, bro. Uh, from construction materials oh, yeah. to yeah, fishing crazy. tackle, and some of the reports are that uh, one of the countries that has is one of the big suppliers of tackle. Malaysia. Malaysia shut down. Mm-hmm. Yep. So there's going to be a serious, serious yep. shortage and production of fishing materials that come from Malaysia. Yep. Yes. That's scary now. Yes. Yep. yep. So I'm not trying to tell people to hoard stuff. But no, just, I, exactly. You know, like ammunition has been kind exactly. of hoarded a little hey, bit. Hey, re- real, anyway. re- real quick before we um, – have, have you ever been to the Rhythm and Ribs in St. Augustine? It's no. in October. No. It's, first off, I can't I went believe, one time. I, that's at the park, isn't it? Yeah. Downtown. Have you ever yeah. been, Chris? No. Uh, uh, you guys, as much as we talk about food – and music, yeah. all right? But the headliner this year, yeah. get this, Travis Tritt. What? Really? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that'll be Travis great. Travis Tritt. That'll be awesome. He's going to be at Rhythm and Ribs. He's one get of my favorites. Yeah. yeah. So, what is, what is he going to do, be eating there? Or is he, no, he's going to be playing. Be but, playing. You know, the thing is, the, the, they do a lot of uh, local bands yeah. that are, I mean, fantastic. But they actually have Travis Tritt coming this year. Um, to Rhythm and Ribs. Wow. Yeah, so if you want tickets, Way go cool. to uh, rhythmandribs.net. Uh, yeah, just thought I'd throw that out there. because Carrie cool. I, I, and I go most every year. I mean, it's a it's a cool event. All right, uh, let's try it. Okay. What, Kirk, you're laughing? Well, we got a text from Ed Malin, and he said, we sang birthday to Longshanks yet. <laughs> Say what? Huh? Oh, yeah. You didn't see that? 
Ed Malin sent us no. all the text. Long, who's, who's Longshanks? That's you know, you know who that is. <laughs> uh, let's go to the phone lines and bring up Mitch. He said he's going to be good. Let's see if that's the case. Okay. Come on, Mitch. I'm rooting for you. Good morning, Mitch. Welcome to the jungle, baby. <laughs> Thought y'all were going to ask Scotty Brown, was the son going to be a quack? Oh, <laughs> man. You've been saving that for there you a go. half hour, haven't you? Okay, that was my favorite. Yeah, that was 27 that was minutes, maybe. 27. <laughs> hey, there was a uh, sign at those nude beaches that say, uh, you can uh, undress at the crack of dawn. Oh, yeah, you have, uh, are sharing that book with Top Gun. <laughs> uh, well, there's Sitting one more thing you'll never together. hear. You'll never hear a redneck say, "Top Gun, can you talk louder? I can't hear you." <laughs> <laughs> uh, Got another one for you. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I just want to tell Gary that uh, all that uh, rubber washing up is uh, from World War II. He was right; it's from the Navy seamen going over there to Paris. <laughs> Huh? <laughs> oh boy! Now we're going. I'm not down getting on Jeff's yeah. bad side again. I, 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 no, yeah. no, come on now. I got it. You're starting easy. to waver a little easy. bit there, Mitch. You, know, you start easy. going after other callers and stuff. You know, I mean, hey, this on. isn't this no, isn't actually, this that, is a Navy tell. That, that was exactly that right. wasn't about Gary though. That was just we're, about the, we're talking about Mayport, man. That was, That's all. Okay. The rubber on the beach. You mm-hmm. know, rubber on the beach. Yep. Listen, have any of you guys ever been stung by a man of war or a stingray? My wife got stung by a man at one time. It was bad. I, I had a terrible, terrible sting from a man of war, all the way down from my neck to my ankles. Oh. And I mean, literally. Everybody what? reacts different, but the two people I've yeah. seen, they, they really, I mean, one person was okay, but the, some people really, they, they said it just, it's unreal pain. And it's I, like uh, battery Thanks acid. for putting me back on the show, guys. I love y'all. Yeah. Thank you, Mitch. Yeah. Bye-bye. I was right. paddling through a wave, surfing. And when the wave broke, it had a man of war, and, uh, it, and it broke it, the, the like the bubble part. Yeah, landed on my head. Oh, and then, oh my and word! Then, and then the rest of it went down. I'm surprised to, it didn't paralyze you. It, it, it almost did, man. It was yeah. it was brutal. That's painful, man. They, thank goodness at that time there was lifeguards. Yeah, you know, because um, we surfed at the Potavija Club, and I, you know, I guess it was whatever rub or whatever they, you know, I mean, meat tenderizer. Meat tenderizer. Thank you. Yeah, but it was my, it was bad. Kate kicked one. We were in Playlinda Beach when we lived in Cocoa Beach, uh-huh. and she kicked one with her right foot by accident. Mm-hmm. One watching watching where she was walking, and it wrapped up her ankle, and she she was crying so bad, and her foot got so swollen. We had to take her to emergency room. Yeah, it Ugh. was terrible. What did they do? They injected her with a um anti some kind of yeah neutralizer of some sort. Yeah, you know, and then they poured really hot water on it. They say as hot as you can stand. As you, as I've, you know, I've heard this. Pe- people say this, and you know, you think they're joking. They say, "Oh, well, you know, if you get stung by a jellyfish, have somebody pee on you mm-hmm. or on the spot." Hot and, water. And I guess yeah. that's kind of I the hot water. Hot water as hot as you can stand. I know Dr. Bennett's son. I'm not Greg, encouraging people to pee on, a, right, on one Greg's another. Son, but, a gauge got a, a, a stingray stuck him. I, I've heard that's the worst in his hand. And he called me from over there. They were on the west coast. He says, "What should we do?" And I said. Hot water as hot as you can stand it, hmm. and he called me back later, and he goes, "It worked." He said, "Just as hot as we could stand." It. He just kept pouring it on there. Ooh. All right, so I got I got a question because that one of the other things that we always kind of are very concerned about getting stung by or stuck by, right? Stingrays, catfish, right? 
Okay. Catfish. Gaff top sail cats. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Which is a saltwater catfish. Right. And jelly balls or jellyfish. Down there around Sanibel and, and Matt Lachey. Huh? Throwing, everywhere. Throwing jerk baits. Aggressive. Schools of them. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, yeah. Schools, Schools of, of them. Of catfish. And, uh, well, Captain Ben had a lot of those long hookouts. That's what I had. And we were taking them off. And, I, and when those came up, I go, hey, that's you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And exactly. he would just flip them. Have you ever heard of gaff top sail cats? Like attacking artificial baits. I sure. agree. I, I I caught we caught a bunch of those down there too. They were very aggressive. I've never. I mean, I've never yeah, caught I, them like I, that I, here. Yeah, gaff tops are aggressive. Wow. Yeah. I mean, big I ones. Mean, you catch a snook yep. and then psh, you catch a gaff top. Gaff top. Yep. And uh, so, what is worse, getting stuck by one of them, getting stung by a jellyfish? Man of War's got to be. Or getting worse. stuck by a uh, uh, stingray. I got I, I got stuck by all three. I mean, I've, I've <laughs> I mean, I've had a jellyfish. I've never, I, I've never had I've never had the stingray, and I don't ever want the stingray. Right. Because from from what I understand, it's the worst. Okay. I, I, I mean, I you know the 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 man of war was terrible. Don't get me wrong, I was sick for days. Yeah. Um, but I've, I've the, the catfish I've been I've been hit by, and it's it ain't it ain't fun, but. It's you not, get through it. Yeah, you get through it. It's like yeah. a giant bumblebee bite. Yeah, but I've heard I've heard stingrays. It's you no got joke. stuck by Stingray Kirk. Yeah, and it throbs like hell. Yep. It How long did it hurt you? It hurt for a couple days. A couple days? Yep. Ugh. I mean, yeah. I'm just kind of curious about it. And I wanted to ask you guys if you'd ever seen gaff top sailcats attacking artificial baits that are work, being worked yes. pretty fast. I yep. mean, that's like I've never seen. I've never had a yep. lot of that experience. But anyway, yeah. Uh, let's take a break. We come back and we'll get your guys' thoughts on the missing diver that many are presuming he is now dead as a, uh, some type of sea predator may have gotten him. Nobody's no, probably going to ever know for sure. But we'll talk about that and more right here on the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show here on 1010XL and 92.5 FM and uh, folks, uh, don't forget about Welcome to Moe's Southwest Grill in St. Augustine. Not, mm-hmm. Breakfast is not open, but the great food that they make is. Yep, and uh, still hiring. So you want a good job? Swing on by to yeah. Moe's in St. Augustine. Yeah. Good good people there. Absolutely good people. So last Saturday after the show, uh-huh. uh, we get a uh, notification on our Facebook page and somebody that uh, – knows Timothy Obi and the family said, Hey, can you share this? Mm-hmm. There was a missing diver and his name is Timothy Obi. And I don't know all the exact details, but and correct me if, if what I say is wrong. They were offshore. They were diving. It's snapper season. They can go diving and shoot snapper. Mm-hmm. Few of them go down. Timothy doesn't come back up. Well, and, what, what happened was they were doing a, decompression stop as they were surfacing mm-hmm. after a deep dive on the Elton bottom. Elton bottom, Kevin's what, 130? Yep. 100, 130 feet. Yep. So you're talking. And that's Elton bottom 60 miles offshore? Four, Fifth, four, 45 40, to 50. Starts 45, 45 to 50. 50. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. So when you come up from that deep of water, you're talking four plus atmospheres, which is, you know, one atmosphere equals, I think, what is it, 16? 16, 16 feet? 14.6 pounds per square inch. Okay. Okay. So you're you're having to do two decompression stops 
usually one at 30 and another one at 15. And as my, my memory serves me well, it's been a long time since I've dove, maybe 10 years, but um, the first one I believe is 20 minutes and then the second one is 10 minutes at the 15-foot level. And they had made one, of, one or two of those already. I don't know if they stopped at the 20 or 30 feet and made that first decompression stop. And what you do is you, you've got ha tanks hanging off the boat because you're diving so deep. Mm -hmm. Your bottom time is only like 15 minutes at that depth. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got time to get down, shoot one or two fish, and then you got to go you up. You got to come back up to decompress. You got to come back to decompress. Only so much air in the tank. If, yeah. If you only, if you got a, a, a tank and you're, you, you know, when you get to 500 pounds, you need to get back up. If you got 3,000 pounds, you've sucked a lot of it going down, spending that time down there and coming back up. So you got to make a slow ascent. You stop, you breathe for uh, 10 minutes on that set of bottles that are hanging off the boat and then you go to the next stop at 15 feet and you breathe again and in sometime in that period when the guys got to the surface there were three of them and they looked back he was gone and that's just that's that's the story i heard yeah I, hmm. that's that's the same story i heard wow you know and something happened physically i would think there was a medical event of something yep. and that, that um you know he could have got the bends I mean, there's a lot of conjecture that you could throw at that. I mean, having dove for 15 years and dove hard all over the place and dove deep dives, and I made a couple of those deep dives off the molasses reef in the Keys, it's nothing to mess with. It's, it's um, you know, you got to be really safe. I know Robert Holmquist, mm -hmm. and I know all the guys from Marine, dive team Greg and, and, and Mickey and all those boys, Kevin Kilcoyne. I've known those guys for a year or so, and, and they're all good divers, and you've got to be really careful when you make deep dives like that. So the the Coast Guard says this uh, earlier, today, earlier today. The Coast Guard received a report from a volunteer dive boat indicating they had located damaged diving gear, the Coast Guard wrote in a statement. The Obi family confirmed that the gear belonged to Mr. Timothy Obi. The location and condition of the gear are consistent with a suspected encounter with a marine predator. I mean, well, that, that, that means... I know Tony Altieri... Kind of leaves that open there as far as... I mean, Tony, what does that mean? Tony Altieri does a, a lot of fishing off the break from mm -hmm. the Elton Bottom out. Those guys, he and his brother Greg are commercial snapper fishermen. And I haven't had any conversation with them, but I know Jeremy Alvarez did. And we have over the years, we run into each other. I know those guys well. I've known them for years. There are some... Big sharks out there. You saw it, Jeff. Yeah, we saw that great one. Oh, you and I Steve were out yeah. there. Yeah, out at the Elton Bottom. That was at Elton Bottom. That was a, excuse my French, a big-ass shark. 14 plus. Yeah, I mean, you're talking as big as a mini-sub. Yeah. And there are a lot of big, giant sandbars out there, a lot of tigers, mm -hmm. a lot of big bulls. Um, there's a lot of food out there. And uh, But you, you know. think that if that would have happened at the time, the other divers would have seen it. Maybe. You know what I'm saying? I mean – to, to me, it sounds like something medically happened. He passed away. Yeah. And, and then, and, and, and then, you got to think, too, when you're coming up, yeah. you're wearing a buoyancy compensator. So when you're coming up, you, 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 you're, you're very careful not to overinflate it. You don't want to pop up like a cork mm -hmm. because you'll get the bends. So what happens is when you reach the first decompression level, you're venting the air out of your BC intentionally to become neutral in the water column. Mm hmm before you make the second swim up to the last decompression stop. And when you do that, you're wearing a weight belt. 
You've got if you've mm-hmm. got a metal stainless ring where you've got your fish on. Mm-hmm. You've got your spear gun, and a lot of those guys use that double banded gorilla gorilla gun, which mm-hmm. is wood, and it's a big spear gun, so it's heavy. So you're carrying a lot of additional weight. If you had a medical issue and started to sink, you could sink pretty quick. Yeah, quick enough to where if guys popped up out of 15 feet of water and they're clearing their mask and they're looking at people in the boat and they're handing their guns up and they're they're yep. dead fish. Oh, hey, where where where'd he go? Can be gone in an instant. In an instant, Jeff. Yeah. It can happen really quick. Yeah. Um, I've only had one medical emergency out there in the 15 years I dove, and bad stuff can happen quick. Yeah. Quick. Um, mm. Sad. It, it's my heart goes out to their family. Yeah. It, uh, all heart prayers, you know. Yep, definitely so. All right, uh, let's take a break, and uh, when we come back, we'll do another weather, another tides, and uh, put a bow on this show right here on the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. All right, let's do an updated weather and updated tides, and then Kirk wants to say a few words. Do, do we have a Kirby Co. cookie tip today? Uh, we do. We're going to do that as well. Okay. First, let's do a weather brought to you by the Bearded Pig. That's barbecue in Jacksonville, two locations, and it's not even close, folks. Uh, basically, today, tomorrow, the next day are all the same forecasts, and that is south winds around 10 knots, becoming east-southeast and increasing to 15 knots in the afternoon. That's the same exact forecast for today, tomorrow, and Monday. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to change. Tuesday through Wednesday, though, south-southwest winds around 10 knots. Seas around 2 feet. Showers and thunderstorms likely. Real quick, Kurt, you had bait this week? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Boat, boogies. Yep, yep. Easy same. to get. Yep. Same thing as St. Augustine. Tides report brought to you by the best sub shop in Jacksonville. And that's Angie Subs right there at the corner of Beach and Penman. And don't forget about the Grom at the Beach and the Hammered Pig there. Outstanding. Uh, by the way, we we're talking about possible flood tides in the future. All of those 5-plus, 5.2-plus tides all fall late in the night. So yeah, they won't okay. do anything which, for anybody which is, that's which fishing. Is that weird? It why, is weird. Why is that? Why are the, the, the tides higher in the evening and at night? I for example, that. on the uh, uh, the 20th, the six, it'll be 5.2. That's 6.26 p.m. On the, it's the rising of the moon. And it, all of them. Are, and, of course, they go later after that, yeah, so sure. they're all into the night. Eight, eight yeah. o'clock or so. So, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. not even not going to do you any good. And that's your Tides Report brought to you each and every week by Angie Subs. And just a quick note for today, 3.17 p.m. is your high tide. That's a 4.53 tomorrow morning at 9.31 at Mayport. It's going to be a negative .3 low tide. So that's your Tides Report brought to you each and every week. Again, by Angie Subs. Now it's time for a... Kirby Co. Cooking Tip of the Week. And you remember we were talking about the uh, the corn dip, the cold corn dip. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that was really good, by the way. And uh, you guys each got a little sample to uh-huh. take away. That okay. was incredible. Fantastic stuff. I have a new corn dip for you. This one is hot. Okay? Really? And it is, I think... Hot, can I ask you something? Like hot temperature hot. Hot temperature, okay, okay, okay. Like, like the, the other one's yeah. cold, you refrigerate it. Yep. Okay, the one that we did yep. a couple weeks ago. Yeah. This one is is a corn dip, and it's, and it's warm, okay? And this comes from my favorite sister-in-law, okay? This is Rebecca's recipe. It's a, and it, is she it's, your only sister-in-law? Huh? Is she your only sister-in-law? Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, no. Uh, my brother-in-law has, I guess his wife would be considered sister-in-law too, right? Oh. That's true. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> one, of, one of two. 
Well, she's my second. Well, she's my favorite stuff. Okay. For today, anyway, because right. it's her, it's her, it's her recipe. recipe. Right. Okay. okay. For this corn corn dip, now it's a block of cream cheese, one stick of Irish garlic and herb butter, which is awesome, by the way. Which is incredible. You're right, Kirk. Oh my God. You got a third of a cup of chopped jalapenos, and you can find in the jars at Publix by the pickles, by the way. And then one bag of frozen sweet corn. Use tortilla chips for dipping. Preheat the oven to 450. You soften, melt the butter and cream cheese and mix all the ingredients in a bowl. Transfer over to an oven-safe like pan or dish. And then bake for 20, 30 minutes until it's bubbly and browning on the top. Money. Beautiful. Yeah. Money. That's cool. Fantastic. Cracked cheese, the cold <laughs> corn dip, this little hot jalapeno corn dip. You can impress for any party. And I save all these recipes for when the football season rolls around. Yeah, that's pa- 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 palmetto cheese, just so people don't yeah, go exactly. Yeah, yeah, look into uh, public for cheese. crack cheese. Uh, which people have done. Yeah. So, so yeah, co- but, but go ahead and ask the people at the counter because that's a really funny conversation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kurt, your, your thoughts last weekend was snapper, snapper season. season, Friday, Saturday, I, and Sunday. I, I don't know. There's, to me, they have got to do something different. It's, to, you know – the whole aspect of going out and catching snapper, people really want to do it. They want to go out there and have a good time. There are plenty of them out there. There really are. Plenty. And I think they know that. The biologists know that. We know that. We fish for them all the time. Having a three-day snapper season like that, to me, is fundamentally, it's it's got a, 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 a wealth of issues involved with it. Mm-hmm. Number one, there are too many people getting packed into too tight of a space. Yep. And a lot of folks are trying to go out, and they have the right, especially if they're Floridians, to go out and catch one if they're a residents here or even if they're a non-resident yeah. and they come in from out of town and they want to go fishing. But I think we can do it a lot differently. I think it, what they did last weekend constituted a lot of danger for a lot of people. And, and, and I and, just want to reiterate that. Jeff, I'm talking dangerous. This isn't, this isn't a joke. Mm-hmm. You know, boats sinking – and three, boat, that, three boats sunk out yeah, of Mayport. But, oh yeah, but, three boats. But Jeff, you're 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 watching. You know, on on Friday the ocean was not pretty, and you're watching guys go out in 15, 17 foot flat gifts. Yeah, because you know. it's a it's a small window for them to catch snapper. So yeah, you got so three they're going to risk it. Yeah, they're going to risk it. Exactly. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, mean they're going outside of the rim of what is what I consider normal mm-hmm. behavior, and. It's just not good. People are going out at midnight yep. because they want to get ahead of the curve in the dark. I mean, I just, you know, the, the folks that are scheduling this and putting all this together, they need to put a little bit more thought into that. Why, you know, and I don't understand this. I go to Pennsylvania every year, and this, this last year I went up there and had the, the, the privilege to hunt. I had to buy a hunting license, and if I wanted to shoot a doe, I had to buy a doe tag, mm-hmm. so I had to submit a p- paperwork to in order to do that. If I didn't get in the lottery, I didn't get a tag. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you, if they're all sold out, they're all sold out. If we can sell a tag in the state of tarpon, uh, state of Florida to catch a tarpon, if you can sell a tag in the state of Florida to keep a sailfish, why can't we sell a tag to keep a red snapper? And I, when I, all the tags I've are sold that, out, I've, I've said that all along. That's it. Yeah. If you only want us to catch. 50,000 snapper or how many issue 50,000 tags let the Floridians the residents get first right of refusal first come first serve and if there's any extras left over for the non-resident people they can have one there's a lot of people who would have a problem with paying having to pay for a tag though 
I'll pay I'll pay fifty bucks just to catch a big giant mule. Why not? You're going to pay six or seven hundred dollars to go out on a boat. I know guys that were paying upwards up of a thousand dollars to go fishing for because the people a, that are, a would have a hard time with paying for it is because they didn't have to pay for it before. Yeah, but I mean, you didn't have to pay well, for a sailfish the, years back the, or the, tarpon. The other issue is is that the West Coast gets fifty plus days, mm-hmm. and they get two fish per person. Mm-hmm. I mean. And, and they don't have near the fishery that we do. Yeah. You know, I mean, you're, you're talking about most of that over there is 20 miles plus. So you got to go to find some kind of water to snapper fish in. You know, yeah. I mean, hell, we're going five or six miles offshore and there's all the snapper that, that, that you could possibly catch. Mm. Um, and, and, I, and I agree with Kirk. I, and I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, is that a solution? It's it, it, Maybe, maybe, but but this got to look at something th- different this, to be safer. This can't keep going on. So what you you're saying is that something has to be looked at to make it right safer. Here's here's my seriously. If it's three days like that again, don't do it. Just cut it out. If 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 it's because it is just too dangerous. Yeah. And it's Jeff. It's no fun for anybody. I mean, because you're boat you're, ramp traffic, boat ramp traffic, water traffic, traffic and, and then when you get weather to concerns, all of it. All of it. I mean, well, you got people launching boats that they haven't used in six months. You got people that that are going fishing offshore that don't ever go offshore, right? In boats that shouldn't go offshore, they're doing things that are that are dangerous, and it's because they want to have a little fun. And if they had a day, like Kevin said, the weather wasn't very cooperative on Friday. No. If they had days where they could pick one where it's flat calm and go catch their one fish, why not let them do it? Yeah, I mean, why why do we have to pack it like that? I just don't. No, I don't it's understand a, that. totally understand. And by the way, we we had uh, pretty cool. Uh, we had people share their pictures of yeah. the red snapper. Oh, we, yeah. we got great pictures. Thank you, everybody, for for sharing. And then uh, Ro- Captain Robert Holmquist's son caught a red snapper that we posted up on our Facebook page. If yeah, you haven't was, seen it, you got to see this picture because cool. the rod and reel that's in his mouth. Mm-hmm. Is what he caught this big red snapper on, <laughs> and it literally looks like a little brim rod. Yes, it does. Like a little Shimano ugly stick brim rod, and and video proof. He yeah, caught oh, he that caught, fish yeah, oh, yes, with that did. fishing rod and reel. Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah, which was awesome. It was. It was. It was. The video is fantastic. I know we can't post videos. Yeah, I was thinking I did some catching a fifteen pound tarpon on a with a redfish rod, and his <laughs> kid here is catching a <laughs> yeah giant red snapper on you know Snoopy rod or yeah. whatever it is, yeah. you know. Yeah, whatever that was, it was pretty, awesome, pretty incredible, no awesome doubt. picture. It's a heck of a fish. Yeah, great. What does that thing weigh? Oh, I'd say almost twenty. Yeah, I I, I, I would guess okay. eight, eighteen to twenty. I mean, that's a big fish. Yeah, oh, that's a monster. Is. Yeah, on that rod, on that's that rod, a monster. Uh, <laughs> that's a whale. I'm sorry, that's a freaking whale. Oh, but here, here's the other thing. Uh, they didn't hurt them. Because I bought them fish three days this week. <laughs> still there. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. They're still there. There's still plenty of them. They didn't even put a dent in them. Well, I mean, and- when you're catching fish out of 70 feet of water on a flat line and they're hitting it like skying on it like a yep. kingfish, there's plenty of them. Yep. No question. Well, you guys uh, have a great weekend. Yep. And try that uh, that Kirby Co. cooking tip of the week. By the way, Kirby Co. industry leader and proven provider of framing, drywall, interior, and exterior, finishing on both commercial and residential products because that corn dip. I, I'm a sucker for corn. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Corn on the cob, corn casserole, yeah. Yeah. corn dip. Mm-hmm. I, I like corn. Yeah, mm-hmm. on corn, corn chips, cornbread, <laughs> cornbread, cornbread. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. you. Name it. I like it. Yep. 
No, it looks like the weather's going to be beautiful uh, this weekend and and uh, and all through next week. I mean, the, you know, finally got a break, Kirk, on on a pretty ocean. The wind. There's wind. I mean, there's, it, it, there's bait on the beach. Yeah. You know, so uh, fishing hasn't been red hot. Yeah. But you it, know, but I mean, it's I mean it's worth going. Yeah, definitely. You know, and uh, looking forward to being at the Kingbuster. Yeah, you're fishing yep, next yep, Saturday. Yep, yep, yep me and Coppertone and and uh, brother James. So you'll call in. I'll call in. Me and, and Kirk will be yeah. here, man on the show. Yeah. yeah, I'm getting ready to go to Strike Zone and taking my bow. Over What's Scotty Shank doing? Scotty Shank. <laughs> yeah, thank goodness for Scotty Shank. <laughs> yeah, thank goodness for Scotty. Uh, Shank. By the way, thank you, Scotty. Seriously, yeah. Uh, yeah, he did a great job. On a serious note, thank you for filling in, and uh, we appreciate you. Yeah, and thank you, Chris, for yep. doing a great job. And last thank you, week. Chris, for yeah. guiding him a little well. bit. Yeah. Or a lot. <laughs> Logs as usual. The uh, Nimnik Buick Chevrolet GMC show is. <laughs> well, well, Scott, what? Uh, what's brought to you by No Southwest Grill, okay, uh, Nimic, Nimic Chevrolet, and, and Nimic Buick GMC. <laughs> now, Steenatchee River Club, Angie Sub, Strike Zone, Strike Zone Fishing, by the way, thank you. To uh, Dave Workman, uh, he took care of me this week and multiple times already. Tire Outlet, folks. Uh, Danny, coming soon to you. Mm-hmm. Kirby Cool Builders, Inc., Whalen Bay Marine, Shimano, Nimnick Family of Dealerships. That's Chevrolet on Cassett, Buick, and GMC on Phillips Highway. That's Nimnick, by the way. CNH Marine Construction, Atlantic Coast Marine Shark Coatings, Hagen Coastal Outfitters, and Hagen Ace, LV Hires, Inc., Consignment Boat Sales, Claude Nolan Cadillac, Thick Pen Heating and Cooling. Thank you, though, Thick Pen. They had a fix this week for me. Oh, yeah. Coastal Equipment on New Kings Road, TS Home Renovations, call Travis, Stackham Storage, Ring Power and the Cat Rental Store, and the Bearded Pig, and Angie Subs. Folks, remember, anything you do in the outdoors, always think safety first. Y'all have a great weekend. See ya. See ya. See ya. Break out the heavy line.